Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie, the second movie in our giant malaria-thon. We have been going straight since the last movie. Not impressive yet. Wait till we get eight movies in. <laughs> yeah. We just finished up Sorcerer's Stone. That means it's time, I'm sorry, and Philosopher's Stone. Philosopher's Stone. It's time to start Chamber of Secrets. So pop in your DVD or Blu-ray of the extended edition Chamber of Secrets. Press play and press pause when the Warner Brothers logo fades to black. At the first frame you perceive of all black, press pause. In a second, I'll say three, two, oh, one. Oh, actually, pause. no, it's not fading to black. It's when it swoops away. Oh, yeah, from it the swoops camera. away. When it's all, the first frame you perceive of all clouds on screen. Press yeah. pause. I'll say three, two, one, unpause. <laughs> I'll press play. You'll press play. And we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, for four friends in your head. Those friends this week are myself, as always, Teague Christie. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. It's Derek Zarban Jensen. Hello. And it's Eddie the Eddie Doty. I'm in this seat now. Our chef D nerd. And we're gonna have the fifth mic with people over the course of the day. You know how it is. We, we've done these before. We've already done one today. It's going swimmingly, and let's get started. So, Mike, where is Chamber of Secrets in your sort of overall pantheon in in the Harry Potter series? Chamber of Secrets, I think, is uh, for me, it's much better than um, well, maybe not much, but it's better than Sorcerer's <laughs> Stone. Um, I That's think Danny it's, with faint praise. Yeah, I think it's it's improved oh. uh, uh, craft wise and everything. The kids are older, so they can do a little bit more. Um, depending on on you know uh, which one we're talking about, I think uh, unfortunately somebody told Rupert he was the funny one, and so he went <laughs> a little too far in this one. But he came he came back from that pretty quickly. It's just this one he spends a lot of the uh, film kind of mugging around. And uh, as a movie, I would say. As we'll get to, my least favorite movie is probably the final one, uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2. Um, and then after that is Sorcerer's Stone, one I'm not likely to visit. And then the next one up from that is probably Chamber of Secrets. But also, just because it was it was so early and like we talked about before, the, the other ones were able to stand on its shoulders. So it has to be given some kind of handicap for that, I think. Cool. Derek, Zarban, I don't know what I, I'm going to call you Princess Poopy Pants again. Mm, I need that's to, my hacker name. I need to figure out your, your name for this thing. I know you as Zarban because Zarban.com is one of our sponsors. But anyway, uh, how does this one stack up for you as this someone is, who likes the books, reads the, watches the movies? Uh, as I said before, uh, I am kind of a Chris Columbus apologist. Uh, this is actually one of my more favorite of the films. Oh, uh, interesting. Because I will cut you. Uh, fair, fair enough. It is a very close uh, adaptation, again. Um, not that that matters a whole lot to me, really. But um, I, I just like the, I don't know, I, I liked how it was still a mystery and Harry becomes kind of an outsider. He, he kind of, the, 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 um, uh, his fame kind of uh, becomes less of an issue now. And um, by the well, end... It's backfiring on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And it, it, he becomes very active and there's a big sword fight against a giant serpent at the end. I'm like, okay, I'm totally on board with this. And... Um, so that it, in that respect, it, uh, it really completely worked for me. Cool. Edward Doty. You know, Chamber of Secrets was like the book where <clears throat> when I read it, it, it took it from Harry Potter just being a fun book to like, oh, we're going to have some fun with this series because I really like Chamber of Secrets as a book. Um, and again, to Dan with fame praise. And, and overall, I am a Columbus apologist. I think I'm very happy he got the ball with this for the first movie, at least. But this is sort of the widening gap, I felt like, between what was and what could have been because there's a, a, a you know Mike said in the uh, in the last commentary that there's a it's almost like an Agatha Christie uh, mystery you know like crime mystery murder mystery like aspect to this that really came through in Chamber of Secrets for me especially once you get once in the, the book di yeah in, in the book once the once the diary is introduced um, that I felt was it just it, it's like on paper it was there here on, on the screen but I didn't really feel like tonally it matched up I I didn't really feel like um, 
yeah, it's a perfectly fine movie. But it, for me, this was like the first time where I'm like, you know, if, if we keep on this path, we're just going to get these kind of OK adaptations, um, you know, plot wise. You're right. It, it's from a pure plot perspective. It stays pretty close to the book. But from there was a sense of excitement and wonder reading the books that I did not get from the movie that I think other movies were able to get, you know, specifically Azkaban and and um, and, and Deathly Hallows Power One. Uh, but when we get on. But for this one, it's like it's totally fine. But here I'm really missing just that extra layer of Rowling sauce that uh, that had not been translated to screen yet. A lot of a lot of oh, uh, Keith from MuggleNet. I don't know if it was in the Chamber One or in the the Sorcerer's <laughs> um, interview, but he he referred to these movies, and I think it's a, a great way of saying it. I mean, uh, we previously said workmanlike. He used the term robotic. They're very robotic, and it's just here's here's scene, plot scene, point scene. A, scene, 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 point, point, point. How much point, of that point, is Clovis plot. though? Um, oh, that's that's fair enough. I mean, certainly, uh, it, I, I, there there was. I think there was certainly a collaboration there sure. uh, in that sense of oh, we have to make sure we get this. And I think, I mean, we talked over, we talked through the the Quidditch match. I think, given a, a, an overall perspective of the the story, they probably would have reduced the role of Quidditch a lot. Even yeah. knowing that fans loved it, they probably would have put it in there, but then otherwise would have kind of gotten through it much quicker as opposed to just going oh we have to have the big quidditch scene because it's the big quidditch scene um but yeah what and and also the lack of the lack of the personality i think is also what you're responding to eddie because because rowling has uh rolling sorry has a uh, um a particular sense of humor yeah. and a very kind of british dry sense of humor that i think is lacking from the earlier movies in a lot of ways i wonder if the quidditch stuff is in there Partly by the influence of American uh, producers who were wondering, who, who felt that the movie needed an action beat uh, periodically, mm-hmm. that, that it is otherwise missing because it is a mystery. Right. Cool. Maybe. Yeah. On the fifth mic right now, we got Kyle Mattingly. It'll you know it'll be switching around, but right now Kyle's up there. Kyle, how does this one stack up for you? Um, it's interesting because I think uh, Chamber of Secrets is kind of underrated. Uh, in the sense that a lot of people think of it as the uh, it's the second book in the series, and it's it's odd because when you finish Chamber of Secrets, you don't necessarily think that this is going to be a long epic that no. tells a story. Yeah. It seems like another chapter. At, you brought this up in the uh, Philosopher's Stone mm-hmm. commentary. Uh, it feels like another chapter where the the Harry Potter gang have to beat Voldemort, but going back and looking at it and really, really analyzing it, a lot of things show up in this movie for the first time that continue yeah. through the rest of the series. Expelliarmus shows up for the first time in mm-hmm. this movie. Lucius Malfoy shows up for the first time in this movie. Obviously, we get our first Horcrux, even, you know, was that what it was when she wrote it? Who knows? <laughs> right. But, you know, it... it if you haven't read Chamber of Secrets, then the entire end of the series makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> it's true. Um, because the the movie ends with a big thing about Lucius Malfoy. It ends with stuff about Horcruxes and the diary and Basilisk Fangs. And it ends with Expelliarmus. So really, when you think about it, whether you like the plot of this movie or not, this is definitely one of the books that either she intended to set up a lot of things or she went back to to solve a lot of problems that she had. Yeah. And especially Expelliarmus is such a huge yeah. deal to the to the series. And what and what's interesting is the fact that uh, upon reading it the first time it feels almost like a divergence 
mm-hmm. from you know because it's yeah the Harry Potter gang, but it's like but it's not really Voldemort. It's like a yeah. and if you think that you're setting up for a series, which a lot of us did initially, yes. where it's this indefinite series of you know oh we're just gonna put out a book every year about uh, you know Harry defeating. The Dark Wizard of Voldemort. Some weird huh? variation of Voldemort. Yeah, yeah. Some, some weird variation of Voldemort. You think it's going to go on for 20 years and then somebody else is going to take over but still right under the name J.K. Rowling and stuff like that. And it's only as as I'm, we're planning to discuss in, in Prisoner of Azkaban where it's like, oh, no, this is a thing. This is one story. She's It's a limited uh, you know series of books and she is telling an overarching. We also have the history of the, the Hogwarts houses and their founders, too. That's another big one. Yeah, we'll true. get into it. We're about to get yeah, started in this movie. But before we do, I want to point out that in the chat room, Sir Christopher says that he has slight beard envy at Kyle. Which uh, yeah, I want to point out that the, that the, the Wookiee t-shirt is redundant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you are at the point like I am where the Warner Brothers logo has faded to clouds. Go ahead and get your finger on the button. Three, two, one, on pause. I've always said that uh, uh, calling this, calling the Harry Potter theme, what's become Harry Potter's theme, it's Hedwig's theme. It's like if the Star Wars theme's official name were Chewie's theme. It's basically <laughs> what that is, and it's so strange. Archie's um, theme, yeah. Yeah, this but I'm... I, I, I plan to refer to it as Chewie's name from now on. <laughs> this, when I saw this movie in theater, um, it was the first time I kind of realized, yeah, I guess we're not going to have time to adapt the summertime parts of the book, yeah. which uh, for me were, was one of my always my favorite parts of the book was the, you know seeing what Harry did over the <laughs> summer. I mean, and you get little touches of it, like the sense of longing and I miss school and that's my real home and everything. But there's some really great stuff as the books go on about what he does over the summer, particularly Azkaban and particularly the summer. I think it's in this one where he goes to live with the Weasleys for like four or five weeks. It's the, uh, oh, that's Goblet. Goblet, Goblet cuts yeah, yeah. it all out. Yeah, Goblet, just like there's just none of it. And uh, and here you get just a little bit before he's called back to adventure, as it were. By the way, so. a, a little bit of a goof here. He's Hedwig is locked in the cage mm-hmm. and he goes, I can't let you out. I can't do magic outside of school. She is biting at the lock that has a key in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just torturous. That's just being yeah. a dick. <laughs> I think I have to donate now because I said the oh. D word. Oh, oh. It's okay. oh, yeah. Every cuss word, three dollar Malarian. Yep. No problem. Hold so on. Take, take a note. We're going to make 10 grand on our, on our own. Yeah, just, cuss words. just from me swearing. Uh, right here already, you. Coming straight off of um, Philosopher's Stone, we we look at uh, Harry here, and it's like, oh my God, he's two years old, so much older. He's, he's twenty now. <laughs> uh, it's just so apparent how, and but, but how it was all he's become. Yeah, they literally <laughs> full height. They literally went straight from uh, filming the first one to the second one. This one, yeah. the first one premiered on a Friday, and that Monday they were shooting this one. Yep, but and that was their their intention was to to keep up that pace and to shoot one a year. Um, but as Rowling herself discovered, when her intention was to write a book each yeah. year, not going to happen. <laughs> Just <laughs> not. Um, and so I well, think it was... Saw as- managed it. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? And they had just as much of an epic tale. To well, tell. funny, funny story about that. Uh, the Saw sequels, um, the original Saw sequel, was a, just a spec script written by Darren mm-hmm. Lynn Boozman, and um, when he pitched it at the same time that uh, uh, that film production company uh, was. Uh, putting together the first saw and like, well, we don't want to buy your movie, but with just a couple of character names, we can change this into Saw too. And that was the process, pretty much, for just of just acquiring other horror scripts. Yeah, and, and National uh, Treasure was originally going to be a Die Hard sequel. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, yeah, that's right. I was making that up. That's not uh, real. Uh, Sorry, but, but uh, <laughs> I, I think we just caught Eddie. Uh-huh. No, but uh, I, I, what else have you lied about? The, Hell, the Hellraiser movies were like that. 
By the way, can really? we just say oh, yeah, Dobby after, here? Dobby, for, yeah. for oh, real. Dobby, Dobby is really care for Dobby. All things considered, Dobby is fairly well done uh, from a technical aspect. I think character-wise, um, he was really well liked from the books. I always thought it was kind of obnoxious, to be honest. Um, you like it without did, ever having to think you'll see it. Yeah, he did grow. That's the thing. He did grow yes. on me yeah, over the point. years. Um, uh, so that by the end, of course, I was I was equally devastated. Uh, as anyone else, but I th- I think also in the movie, they don't they don't quite get him. He he's just so he's so annoying when he's and and he's also there's really, no save the cat moment. Yeah, thing. he's also really uneven because yeah. it's like there are times when it's it's he's really put upon, he's really tragic and and stuff like that. Um, and there are times when but but it's like him bursting into tears even in the book is just funny because it's just such this desperation moment and then there's this real pathos when it happens in the in the movie and he's just being torn down by tragedy um but then and then later on he he runs out of the room and he's like got this gleeful like gremlinish thing to him when he's floating the the pudding over the the guest head and it's like okay it does he is he sad that he has to do this? Is he? Is, does he think he's? You know, is he being clever or what is it? He's just really uneven, even from almost line to line, and you don't really get a sense of right. Dobby as a character. Well, this particular movie aside, uh, you mentioned he doesn't have a save the cat moment. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, they excise him and give his plot point to Neville later for the right. Goblet yes. and Goblet, and yeah. that would have been a good, you know. Obviously, they excised a whole other chunk that kind of reduced the useful, yeah. you know, having him. But that was a good point in the book the where you're SPD like, no, w. he's actually doing yeah. something that doesn't have an unintended consequence. It's just helpful. Yeah. Right. It, yeah, again, when you're reading in the book, the the Dobby scenes initially, it's always kind of not through Harris' perspective, but you, <clears throat> it's, she writes it in a way so that you're experiencing it as... Harry would and his impressions of it. Yeah. And so reading it, it's like, oh, that's funny. He's he's beating himself in the head with stuff and he feels bad and he's crying. All the, oh, little Dobby. Yeah. But when you're seeing it, you're like, God, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's and not it's cartoonish just, at it's all. It's not cartoonish <laughs> and it's just like, this is just weird. And they kind of, <laughs> they kind of overdo it. Like yeah. in the books, in the book, he, he, you know, he's like, what terrible things? Who's plotting them? And Dobby just... And start slamming his head against the wall. In this one, he's like, "Uh, it's like, before I kill again, you know, there's this whole (laughs) aspect to it. And the suddenness of it is almost what makes it funny in the books until finally later on as, as the, you know, the kids get older and and particularly the the scene with Creature in Deathly Hallows when he starts uh, beating himself, then you really kind of start to understand the horror of (laughs) of this kind of... uh, the Deep other end. thing is too in the book, uh, he does other things other than just hit himself in the head. Yeah, which he he'll like slam his fingers and stuff, or like grab a hot iron or something like that, which is sadistic. But it's also it adds like a Tom and Jerry thing where a variety of ridiculous things are happening to this poor guy, right. versus <laughs> just like oh, when he says something, then he hits himself in the head. Yeah, there's a there's a great moment in there which I think the line is also from the book where uh, Vernon goes, "You ruined the punchline of my Japanese golfer right. joke." And then the very next thing I thought in my head when I read that was like. Which was probably racist. Yeah, like, well, of course, racist. and a filthy joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, but where was yeah. he carrying those? What, he has no pockets. What is yeah. that? He's got a, a cinch waist, like <laughs> a trash bag. I don't know. Um, that's that's the it's only a magical. It, it may not be that magical. It may be a horrible rag of in reality. What what he's doing? Do you think there was a debate over whether to animate a uh, house elf bulge or not <laughs> as he's like flopping around in the Ooh. sack? That's um, I, I'll admit not that's that's never a thought I've had. Well, no, I've always wondered um, that about animators because <laughs> right. there are characters where there are 
you know, anatomical realities. Yeah, well, they, that they was a conversation that, that happened a lot on Watchmen. Well, I'm not even yeah. just talking about Watchmen. It happened but... on Lord of the Rings too, with the with the um, the troll. Yeah, He's, yeah, yeah, he had a little his little loincloth. Little they had to make oh. they had to make troll <laughs> junk so that it would uh, it would move. I was going to say don't put, don't throw the don't throw the porch roll under the bus. Little little loin. But clothes. this this was around. Uh, Dobby was right around the same time as um as Gollum, of course, in Lord of the yeah. Rings. So he got a bit overshadowed in in that year. To be sure, yeah. This is extended. This this, this, this feels here. very like a lot of British TV humor from the seventies. Yeah. You know, you get yeah. that you get that sense like a like a Faulty Towers kind of vibe. Like you get I, I don't know. Uh, People have appearances. Yeah. 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 I would have loved. I would have loved it if the Dursleys had been played in that manic kind of faulty towers. Yeah, way, you know great. that would have been fantastic. But it's Richard, Richard Griffiths kind of gets there. Like yeah. he kind of gets, and uh, he kind of gets there sometimes. But oh, jeez, Dobby's just an a hole. Like let's yeah. just be straight up. And he about and like it. he's he's so grinning long. about it and stuff. But um, what a terrible cake, too. By the way, where's the yeah. cake? Yeah, there's, it's all frosting. Good it lord. No, it's a, it's, <laughs> It's a it's a pudding. Oh, That's it's a, a pu- oh okay. Pudding, it's a, it's no, a tear pudding. Just pudding. No, pudding just means oh, dessert. Oh well, then it's a trifle or something. But it's not. It no, doesn't it's, have those are in glasses. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly not a cake. That's all. Desserts I'm are not my thing. <laughs> it's a crumpet. She made a pudding. It's a biscuit. Damn it! How, how horrible is it's this, by the way? It's one thing to treat uh, treat Harry the way he has been treated by you know sticking him in the in the closet and everything and. But now he's physically being locked in. He's now a physical prisoner. He's a prisoner, yeah. like legit. This is, this is beyond emotional yeah. abuse. But he does have a full bedroom, so there's that. He was locked Do- in the closet. Yeah, Dudley's like, like, hey, Dudley's I guess so you're bedroom. magic, so we shouldn't, like, walk over you all the time? Right. Like, what? Why? But the, they the, tried to tone it down. Well, in the... Um, yeah, it's in the first so, book. Something that they, something that they did uh, take out of, of this book is the fact that he gets in trouble for the magic that Dobby... Mm-hmm. Uh, that Dobby commits yeah. here, and and so he gets a warning from the Ministry telling him if you do that again, if you commit magic again, we're gonna you're gonna get expelled from Hogwarts, and that's when the the Dursleys are like, ha ha, you didn't tell us that you couldn't use magic outside oh, right, of school. Yeah, yeah. Um, As opposed to this, these guys don't get in trouble. Yeah, well, the car was already enchanted. Because at the beginning of this book, enchanted uh, items terrified yeah. of Harry. Enchanted items don't count as as using magic, magic. As, as magic it's, spells. They can so they the, can tell if someone has used a magic spell in the vicinity of a of an underage wizard, and they're like, nope, don't do that. But um, but th- there's no actual magic going on here. The magic has already yes, been done. Yes, there is. It's a flying no, car. No, the car the car has already been enchanted. This no is spell just casting. an attribute. Yeah. Yeah, no, no magic has been committed. Yeah. That's why that's why they can ride around on their uh, brooms. You know, that's why they can pl- yeah. practice Quidditch at the Weasley's house. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't activate the trace. Yeah. Now, I forget which one, but one of the Weasley twins here uh, is currently in that Summer Darling uh, romantic movie about time. He's the male lead in that, and apparently he's getting just it's all Percy. Uh, no, Percy. it's Bill. It's Bill. Okay. Bill Weasley. It's one of the ones Bill that's Weasley. never in the movies. Yes. Well, Charlie's never in the movies. Oh, the scars. Was it Bill Percy's or Charlie there a couple times. who was... Charlie was cut completely. Was it yeah. Bill or Charlie who... Well, I guess it would be Bill then, who was rumored to possibly be the doctor uh, when they were I don't know. Probably Bill, yeah. I guess. Ben. Uh, but yeah, yeah played later by uh, um, uh, Domino Gleason. But we'll come to that in about four hours. Oh, that's hours. right. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's son. who it was. Ford Anglia. Ford Anglia. Yes. Which, uh, they they had a live one when the kids were inside it, like just on a you know a gimbal boom pole, and uh, for the wider shots, it's a a digital car which holds up okay. They do yeah. cars a lot better now, certainly. But 
Um, it's this just is like, all. This is pretty much all digital. It was like they just had grass and they added all this practically. Interestingly enough, Ford is actually very popular uh, across the pond. Uh, and back me up, our UK listeners, on this. But um, I bought a. I, I got a Ford Focus in two thousand one, and then in two thousand, it had just come to the states. But it had already been. Um, they had tested the Focus for a couple of years in England. So in two thousand two, I went to England to film a documentary and. Uh, when and over there it was like a status thing here it's like the cheapest economy car Ford made pretty much um, and that's why I bought it but over there they're like oh what do you drive back home I'm like oh I drive a Focus and they're like oh big man over here Mr. Hollywood I'm like no dude really my my payment's like 200 a month like it's it's nothing I believe the Fiestas they're, dentist? Uh, they're, they're entry level yeah. hey yeah, yeah they're not supposed to know what the dentist yeah, is dentist is wrong the uh, Ford Anglia in that color is apparently the car that J.K. Rowling had in high school. Uh, so that's why she, you know, oh, that's cute. That the nostalgia of riding around in that with her high school friends and stuff. So. Uh, Taking it for joy rides and whatnot. So in, in this film, or maybe in the, in, in the earlier one, we, we learn that Harry's not supposed to do magic outside of school. We, uh, we, we learn it at the end of the last right. one. But it's not okay. until Deathly Hallows that it's actually called The Trace. Yeah. And Harry never hears that term until that. Yeah. I don't think that's actually... I don't know. I, I guess that's... I guess it's understood that that's what it is. Just to explain, like, okay, that breaks it. You have to give it a name for why it no longer applies once you uh, become... You know, once you turn 17. But uh, I guess it never really came up before. Mm, but you're right. Jenny. It's never, never really referred to as The Trace. It's a good thing that Jenny Weasley, who was cast when she was like five, yeah. grew up to be a pretty girl. Yes. Yeah. Well, all of them. Well, the all the, the fact is, none of the <coughs> well, uh, them too, I guess. But none of these. <laughs> well, Draco. None uh, of these other. Yeah, I don't ladies. think Draco. I think Draco turned out to look uh, pretty good well, in in his angular he, way. He doesn't look at all like he looked as a kid. When he looked no. at, when, as a kid, you'd think he'd grow up to be Nick Carter, and instead he looks like Tom Phillips. I yeah. enjoyed <laughs> watching gorillas beat him to death in uh, uh, Planet of the Apes. Rice. But you know, rise of Planet of the Apes, yeah, whatever, whatever modifier rise. they're using this time. Arthur Weasley, I, I adore Arthur Weasley. Oh, he's great, and and the the character is great. His portrayal is great. Mark Williams as as uh, Mr. Weasley, um, and it's always interesting to read in the behind the scenes which of the actors were like, yeah, it was it was a job I hadn't read the books, and which were like, which had read the books and were like, I want Mr. Weasley. <laughs> so uh, apparently, he really wanted to play Mr. Weasley. So. And I, I, he has very little like uh, like shoe leather to do in this movie. In this one, yeah. In this one, but he, he what he gets, and it's and, and credit to the script. Uh, but you know his fascination with the Muggle world, all the main character characteristics of of Arthur Weasley definitely come through, even in just this little scene here. You know, like what is the fun? What is the function of a rubber duck? You know, which I don't think is that line exists one to one in the book. Right. But it's just it's a good summation of his character, and it it totally works for him. I I love the, every the two times that Errol the owl comes in it plays this really like failing version of Hedwig's theme is like trying to do owl music yeah, right. but it just can't do it it's like it is so perfect for that for for the character of the owl that I I Absolutely adore it. I wish he came back more, but I think Errol ends up dying or something in the books. By the or way, no, he's just too worn out, so they get pig with uh, him. Yeah, they replace him with the little, yeah. the little psychopath. By the way, I'm 35. I'm 35 years old. Hooray! About no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I read these books when I was 22, 23. Right. Uh, no. So 12 years of having read these books, being aware of these culturally. 
about six weeks ago, I got the joke of Diagon Alley. <laughs> no, yeah, and, 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 and Whimsic Alley. It, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well, and that was, and that was how I got it. Yeah. yeah, that was how I got it. Was because I actually there's a store here in Los Angeles called Whimsic Alley, which is a Potter themed. Uh, store and they're they're great people who run it. They actually just w- settled out of court with Warner Brothers over this. Uh, but yeah, yay. they they yay. <laughs> uh, but they just uh, it wasn't until wa- I used to work right by them and I I was walking past them like oh, whoa whimsical. It looks like whimsical. Oh God. Oh God. What have I not? Well, the thing with that joke is I still don't get it. Like I understand that it's. Diagonally and whimsically, but yeah. what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Nothing. It's just Nothing. funny. It's just funny. And there's yeah. Nocturne Alley, nocturnally, yeah. nocturnally, so it's yeah, dark one. But um, which I just now got. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also my aunt alley. I did always have the the issue with in this movie. There's a lot of little references to the previous movie for like first first night squee moments where she's like, "There's only one place we'll get this, Diagon Alley," and yeah. it's like, but no one would say like. There's, there's, there's right, only yeah. one place to we're get this. To the mall. Macy, 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 yeah. Petty. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's, so Macy. I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna way, do that. Right here, I'm gonna do that to my wife. Well, you know right where right we here? have to go. Target. Yeah, right here at the opal necklace that comes up later. Yeah, it yeah. is actually referenced in the Chamber of Secrets novel, and then ends up coming back. So they actually just because they had it for the the production design, they were like, yeah, okay, we'll put an opal necklace there for him to see. The and they wind up using the uh, the exact same one. Just word of the wise, if you see a jar of faces, don't tap it. Like, yeah. it's there's no good that's going to come out of this. Yeah, his his struggle with the Hand of Glory takes a little bit longer because the Malfoy's coming right. in is an extended sequence here. Yeah, and Tom Felton grew up like immensely as well between the two movies. Up, out, sideways, always. <laughs> that was a uh, Teague's tick time in uh, high school. Was the hand of glory? Mm-hmm. That was me. Hey. This is the hand of glory. Yeah. You know he's uh, on the one uh, hand. Yes. Lucius, Lu- Lucius is played as being like a dick. He's like, you might break something. Don't touch anything. But it's more. It's really more like, don't touch anything. Stuff in here will kill you. Yeah. Like if you touch that necklace, right, right, you will right. die. <laughs> if you touch any, so he's actually. He's he's meant to be played as a bully. He is a bullying. Uh, he's the opposite of Mr. Weasley in every way, and he's meant to be seen as a foil. Is Lucius that. like given more character background in the books? Like, is, is he a little bit more dimensional in the books? He, or he comes across just not of, really. He, I think he's more dimensional in the movies. Yeah, he, actually, yeah. Jason Griffiths. Well, that's Jason because Isaac's Jason Isaac is the best villain. Yeah. He's so good. He's and keep the in mind, Patriot is, com- I was going to say, coming off, coming off of just before this, he was coming off of Patriot in 2000, which Peter is Pan. Peter Pan, which I totally go to bat for. That is a really good adaptation. I haven't Peter seen Pan. it, but I can totally buy him. It's, as well. he, he, he works so well as Hook in that. And then so just three in a row where he's just bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, like in a row. He does immense work here because the thing I always got from Malfoy in the books was that he was initially, especially he comes across as like distant parent who's just status obsessed and um you find out for specifically reasons why later obviously that is working hand in hand with him with uh with uh voldemort but uh through this you just get the uh, through the book he only just came across as like a shell of a parent as opposed to like a a human being you know right he i mean he uh informed his performance which i think is great by going back to watch the first movie and he saw he's he goes okay who is my son and he watches draco's performance and he goes okay who must i be if that's my kid that right. Right, with yeah. longer hair yeah. yeah and uh and so he's he's very bullying like, and and harsh i love this little moment where he's like yeah okay um 
take some of the, the coins back knowing Lucius won't notice. But uh, this this is an extended scene. This was not in the, the theatrical version. I think it's better cut because I think his introduction in Flourish and Blots is better. I think he gets a better introduction walking into uh, the bookstore. Right. Can I just say that wand in the cane is cool as hell? Yeah. Seriously, when I saw that in the movie, I was like, oh, of course that's an improvement. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere uh, in the books. Yep, Nowhere invented, in the books. Invented for the, the movie, but perfect. Yeah, cigar to whoever came up with that bit of production design because that's so yeah. evocative and perfect for the character. And I love the end of it, what they do with it when... Uh, Voldemort, Voldemort takes it, it away from him. It, which is such a such a dick move because it's <laughs> the coolest wand. He's like, I'm going to take your wand because I know that you, you have this whole thing that you do. Yeah. That I thought was J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh, that would have been and good. I, I'm almost certain it's not. This is like the back alley prostitution lane in Diagon Alley. Like uh, that is not any kind of prostitute I've ever frequented, my friend. Yeah. Well, well, I, uh, <laughs> let me tell you something about the hookers I've been with. I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying <laughs> they are there. <laughs> He's essentially in Skid Row, which, yeah. you know, this is like the toy district of downtown LA right now. As far as I know, J.K. Rowling doesn't make any cameos in the films. Does no, she? I don't think no, she ever does. So. Yeah. It's a damn shame, though. Is it? Sort of. Yeah, I think it'd be, be cool if she was sure. in there. Is it a requirement Dude, now? Peter Jackson <laughs> is in other people's movies, too. <laughs> right? That's right, yeah. Like, Hot not Fuzz, only is he in all of his. Drunken Santa Claus. Wait, what was, what was he? He was a drunken Santa Claus at the, the beginning. The, of, the uh, guy who, the Santa Claus huh. who stabs Nicholas Angel right. through the hand is Peter Jackson. Wow. And ain't he just. So I think Joe should, be, should have been here. She could have played Ron. I remember seeing this and already thinking just a year later, like she is already way too cute for Hermione. Yeah. <coughs> yeah this really? Is, I think this is her awkward phase. What? No, yeah. the first yeah. one okay. she's like little girl. I guess adorable. if we're cu- I, I guess if we're on the uh, the sliding it's scale the of Emma Watson, I <laughs> guess no, because be no, right? no. Awkward in face. this movie, it's kind of awkward, and then in the next movie, it's like you could almost see where the hotness is starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I think it's also the haircut. She had like a more kind of like a in the first movie, like a wild she's got waves, mane. Yeah. Well, now she's got bangs. There's and, a you know. there's a general there's a general sexiness that comes in the next one just because yes. of Quaron with for everyone. You know, when I saw the casting, well, and she starts wearing <laughs> jeans too. <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. Like they I'm start starting to get uncomfortable with this movie. conversation. Yeah. yeah. Hey, when, when I, I was when I was watching these movies and having a crush on Emma Watson, I was the right age. To- right, I was a dirty old man already. But um, <laughs> the you know when Kenneth Branagh was announced Kenneth as Gilderoy, Brano. Kenneth Branagh, the director of Thor, right here. Yeah, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, and so and Shakespearean and, and and Henry V and I mean so much. But. Yeah, but Thor is the biggest outlier. <laughs> really, <laughs> that's, that's right. why I always. <laughs> Thor but is honestly, the biggest outlier, but honestly, sir. like when they announced him for Thor, I'm like that makes a kind of sense yeah. based on what they're going for. And basically, playing himself. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ask Emma Thompson, yes. Uh, but I, I think it's a. Uh, I think it was good casting, but it's like there are elements of the book that I felt like. I mean, he just dials up the ham and cheese like up yeah. to about oh, eleven. But I love it. I, I, I love it too. I love it too. But there were some notes of the character I felt in the book that could have been exploited more and possibly a different interpretation but he's 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 having the most fun out of anybody in this movie he's just chewing every scene he's yeah. in hey, and, in the and chat it works room, really karate well. slim points out we do see rolling in the sixth movie oh she uh, on a magazine dumbledore reads so i guess when he's yeah. when he borrows the magazine from slughorn because no he loves way. knitting patterns yeah. i guess that's her photo you know who could have been a very similar but possibly even better uh interpretation of uh lockhart would have been uh carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes would have been a good, a good, yeah. a good I'm not going to talk about Hugh Grant a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant could have been a solid Gilroy Lockhart. They're, they're all a little too old, but if we're going that direction, Carrie well, Elwes or Hugh Grant. The Carrie Elwes you think of from Princess Bride is who, yeah, that, is who yeah, he's Yeah, not so much saw yeah. Carrie Elwes. Yeah. Can I just say, how sad is it? They use the flu network. We never get the people being dirty 
later on. It makes sense for Harry, but the whole Weasley family yeah. is just filthy. Well, yeah, there's a patheticness choice. to them. That's well, I guess that's to you know um, be in contrast later. to the Malfoys. Right, course. right, right. But yeah, people people seem to be able to clean themselves up pretty well off off the flu. I mean, at the Ministry, that's how you get in, as we discover through through uh, the flu network. It's not at supposed least part- to make you dirty. I think, I think the Weasleys just have apparated. a dirty chimney. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Well, in uh, in Half Blood Prince, the the book, they describe uh, um, Fudge dusting off ash when he comes out. So it makes you a little dirty, but it's like you can wipe yourself off yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> So this was uh, theatrically Malfoy's introduction. introduction. Yeah. And I thought it was so great. Just between, like I said uh, in in the previous one, the the way the adults are playing it. They've seen the previous one. They've read the books. They're like, okay, I got this. And totally just coming at it with talking about the ministry and talking about all this stuff. And uh, we've also started to introduce... You know, before it was very black hat, white hat, and he's definitely black hat here. Look at but his hat, huh? Look at look at Weasley's hat. Yeah. Which there's uh, if you if you, it wasn't in the um, the subtitles, but he's he says now I understand that Uggle mother Muggles are afraid of you, <laughs> and because they're dentists, so that's like his understanding. He's trying to learn more about them. Uh, I think it. I think this is a nice moment where he kind of slips her the diary, and if you're paying attention, you can see both books go into the. Uh, into the book it's a strange moment though to choose i mean he's been talking to these people for five minutes and then he manages this bit of sleight of hand yeah there's a there's a whole there's a reason that he he actually deliberately uh goes after Ginny and and gives her the diary in the book because um arthur weasley is trying to introduce um some muggle protection legislation the muggle protection act yeah and so lucius wants Ginny to be seen, you know, killing Muggleborn so that it will discredit Arthur Weasley and, and derail that. Act- so there's this whole political yep, back- both Actually, I think it's I think it's a little more basic than that. I don't think but he Harry quite knows it. what the diary is, but I think he knows it's a he knows it's going to enchanted do black magic yeah. thing. And at the beginning of the book, Arthur Weasley has had his house raided right. for possession yeah. of yeah. It's going to discredit stuff. him so because his daughter like is going to do something. trying to set yeah. it up, plant, plant dark magic stuff on Jenny, it's not basically. the worst plan in yeah. terms of bad guy plans like well, it's, it is it's, a bad plan because it's a part of Voldemort's soul yeah, that he entrusted right. him with That's, to protect forever right and ever. when we get to Deathly Hallows there's a whole explanation of he, if he, Voldemort had known he was going to do that he would not have liked that he's yeah. doing yeah. this on his own but then again how, how like it's not they've made it clear it's not easy to destroy that thing like yeah. he, he had to stab it with a giant snake fang in order to right. destroy there's it there's one you know basilisk I mean? yeah exactly know. so it's like so where the and what's the other requirements to kill a horcrux as we would later find out like it's 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 like here's an indestructible thing yeah it's 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 important but it's kind of indestructible so yeah give it to the 10 year old girl like it's it's it, it seems okay to me yeah and it is it is clearly in the book um you know there's there's some kind of enchantment that makes it indestructible because she tries to flush it, and it oh harry work. you blew it <laughs> this poor guy we t- we've talked about him before <laughs> On, uh, uh, or or maybe maybe we've just talked about him when we watched the uh, the movies. But he was the one who he was like, "Where's platform nine and three quarters?" He's like, nine and three quarters." You think you're being funny, do you? And like, so he was, every he was someone's year, driver wasn't he? Huh? That actor was someone's like driver. Probably, but but I I just think every year after this Hogwarts thing, because you know there's other kids asking about nine and three quarters. <laughs> that wouldn't have been the first time he heard it. So somebody is wiping his memory every year. Like this guy sees it all the time. We gotta just. He's like, I just have this. Every he must get up and go to work and go. Okay, this is the day that I always friggin' don't remember the next day. So I guess I'm just gonna get uh, through it. And 
not tr- try not to have too much fun that I won't remember. Uh, it, it was brought up in the uh, first version of the first movie commentary. It was uh, Christopher Columbus's driver at the time. Mm. Uh, I believe it was brought up that he liked his face and said, "Oh no, you're going to be that guy." It's a good. And face. then he got the part and stayed with it. This is slightly extended, flying around the uh, uh, the station and almost crashing. Really, this whole this whole sequence is extended unnecessarily. I mean, the 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 segment where they almost get they almost crash into the train and they go flying around. Harry's dangling out of the the car, which we're gonna see in a second. No, no. Right. The car may be my least favorite part of this whole story. Again, it's one of those things that. You know, she clearly had this idea, and it was clever, but if you excise it from the plot, it really doesn't make much difference. I mean, she works it into the plot. It saves them from the spiders. But well, this is the action again. beat that we need 10 minutes in. Yeah, that's that's exactly why it, it becomes expanded into an action beat, because otherwise, it's genuinely just... In the book, in the book it is the, the antithesis of this. They're so excited. They're going on an adventure. They're stealing the car. And then, you know, they're heading up to, to Scotland... And so about five hours in, they're like, oh, my God, I just, uh, it's, it's hot. It sucks. Ewing, like Ewing in the chat room, I am with you. This Muggle Protection Act is, a, is, a, is, a, is nothing more than fascism. <laughs> NWO and Illuminati and the uh, uh, Akunaki and whatever else. And, it's all of those uh, things. It's like we're fighting apartheid. <laughs> fight Protect our freedoms. Yeah. SpaghettiOs. Um, yeah. So, yeah. How does he almost get a flying car hit by a train? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say this. Here's, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. As we see, I believe it's in the very next one. This particular bridge, like with, with the train going over, there's a, there's a shot in the next one with the, the train going over the bridge with Hogwarts in the background. Clearly visible. So it's like at this point, they didn't even need to find the train. They're like, oh, the, it's over there. <laughs> yeah. well, we could just go right over there. Never mind trying to find the train. But... Obviously, the uh, the landscape changed, or this is a different bridge because it's nighttime by the time they get to Hogwarts, which is one of the reasons that everyone's like, "Oh, Hogwarts is clearly in Scotland because it takes them all day to get up there on a train." Which, oh, you yeah, poor well, baby is getting having to go to school in Scotland. Yeah, how awesome would that be? Unless you live in Scotland, then you're like this old dump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> so the Hogwarts Express only goes from London to Hogwarts. Yeah. Are, I'm, I'm everybody else get there? Yeah, well, <laughs> not only that, are these public rails? Do these train tracks that everyone else can access from King's Cross go to Hogwarts? Is it subsidized no, by taxpayer money? Or is there a secret set of whole rails? And if so, who put them there? I'm tired of Hogwarts being on the dole. Yeah. That's right. No one no one else can see them. The muggles can't see them. As, as, the uh, tracks? Pro- the presumably. Um, so they had, like, just... Like house elves laying down wizarding train tracks for like years, probably. Damn it, that's no, horrible. They had, they had regular human muggles do it, and then they wipe their memories. Oh, on um, Pottermore, it says that ministry officials patrol the train station on September first and wipe muggles' memories. Thank you, Karate Slim. How, how would you like that to be your job? <laughs> yeah, you're Guys, a wizard, you're, Michael. You're now asking your job all of is these. Going to be just wipe out people's memories. Yeah. You're what? asking all of these logistical questions in one of like five movies where it's completely acceptable to say a wizard did it. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> who did it? Did they do it with household? No, it guys, a wizard. a wizard did it. Fair enough. Really, a wizard did it. This Jurassic Park Tootsie. No, no I'm just kidding. wait. Tootsie. <laughs> All the president's men. No. Oh, Ron, Ron, and your broken wand. Ah, uh, which. 
Which uh, which it's, it's, it's a great bit of business in the book. It's just always like sparking and just like screwing up in all these cool, unpredictable ways. Like you get a little bit of that here, but not quite a lot. If you if you daisy chained uh, this and poltergeist in one sitting, you would never go near a tree again. Oh my gosh, that tree scared the hell out of me as a kid. This this tree is mm, yeah. oddly yeah. shaped. Yeah, the, and Cardone changes the design of the Whomping Willow in the yeah. next movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah into a willow, an <laughs> actual willow tree. Yeah, this is Whomping. Grows out. Yeah, that's in a, their defense, it is Whomping. That's the thing. It's it's. I'm Whomping. That doesn't make me a Whomping. A willow. proper a proper uh, an actual same. willow would be hard to define as Whomping. It's 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 more whipping. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, whipping willow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's a tree that you walk past and go, "Ow, stop that!" Or a weeping willow <laughs> actually weeps. But uh, <laughs> again, the the uh, difference uh, in geography from this to Azkaban. This is clearly within sight of the castle, and the Whomping right. Willow's like over there somewhere. When they when they get to the next film, get out, <laughs> out, you're done. Yeah, the car kind of has a bit of a mind of its own. Like, yeah, it's got a little personality, which I like. You know, Herbie. Yeah, yeah. It's a little but I still get all hung. I know it's stupid to get hung up on that kind of thing in Harry Potter, but I always do. It's like, okay, the car has a personality. It behaves all frumpishly, and it's like humph, and it leaves in a, in, yeah. in, a, in a huff. To what extent is this a sentient car, <laughs> you guys? Where it could have not banked and rolled and done all yeah. that crazy Did it bother you when C-3PO was bringing up entirely valid points in the Millennium Falcon so Han Solo shut him off? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it yeah. did. But not this much. Because that car gets put in a garage forever. And yeah. it doesn't get its memory wiped. Who wipes the memory of the car? They it's Blackfish, it. you guys. I think it's Blackfish. Yeah. That I think car is Shamu. <laughs> I, do, I, think it's, I think it's more that the car... I think the the to me it's the the idea you know like you say it's it's humph it's like the car is totally cool it's like yeah I'm a car whatever I'm in it you know I fly around and it's cool stuff. and it gets to a point where it's like okay clearly you do not know what you're doing <laughs> I have to take over I don't want to but I'm going to because you're crazy and I'm leaving I'm not the car you wanted I'm the car you deserved yeah. so it's Walden. better for me to just live in the forest as a feral animal than for you two to ever touch me again. <laughs> I like, yeah, that would be great if we saw the car come back later and it had like uh, it had wrapped like a bandana around the, its top and it had, <laughs> it had gone feral. It's wrapped. Well, no, it, that does happen. Some, it just doesn't have a bandana. some branches to itself. Yeah. Has love and hate written on the hubcap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was making no, a point about come, the dichotomy of man. It comes back in the same movie and then never appears again as far as I know. Yeah. It, there was an implication that it was coming back in the, the big final battle, but it didn't. That would have been fun, but it didn't. Yeah, the car's gone. The car's somewhere in the forest with the centaurs and the whatever else. It, 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 it's the uh, the girl Smurf of the centaurs. <laughs> but uh, well, there, do you ever see a female centaur? I don't know. It's the car. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, they made the car their female. It's so so. This one has a. Uh, a Different cinematographer, by the way. You may notice that the camera's moving a little bit more. It's still it's pushing in and stuff like that, but as opposed to just zooming, the lighting is different. The lighting is very different. It's there's more of a, a blue slash orange yellow contrast going on in the lighting, not in the grading. They hadn't started doing the grading thing yet. Um, so this one is Roger Pratt, who I mistakenly said uh, John Sale came back for for Goblet of Fire, but it's Roger Pratt from this one who comes back from Goblet for Goblet of Fire. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but that might be almost too much beard on Dumbledore. <laughs> In this movie, it's like past his groin. It's supposed to be like he's almost well. Like I said, I've always seen I've always seen him as the uh, the 
as Merlin from uh, Sword in the Stone, and he would get tangled up in his beard. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, stuff, like when so. he's trying to blast off to Bermuda. Yeah, so. exactly. There's definitely a sense of uh, of bumbling in Sword of the Stone, and that y- that you that you get, and you, I mean, you get, you kind of get the sense that when Dumbledore was young, he was probably similar to James Potter, and to you yeah. know, you were you, you kindred spirit in a lot of ways. You get that sense. And that Harry, after you know a century or whatever, would probably end up Dumbledore-esque. New, right? Yeah, this is extended for the uh, um, letting us know that he's a squib, which is totally um, in the book. This is there's actually um, whether it's a setup or just a, a fortunate uh, coincidence, but Harry gets called into Filch's office. Filch is going to give him detention, and then Filch gets distracted by um, nearly headless Nick convinces Peeves to make a make a big noise and and that gets Filch out and then Harry sees the note so he knows he's a squib and and Filch is like just don't tell anybody and lets him go and then Harry owes it to him to go to the death day party that's what that entire thing is right. for yeah the, to, the to, whole to, headless hunt thing. yeah to get him to the to the death day party which isn't even in the movie because it's right. not actually necessary but what Peeves does to uh, distract Filch is destroy the vanishing cabinet that l- later Malfoy fixes in Half-Blood Prince. So that's why the vanishing cabinet is in the room of requirement and that's why it needs to be repaired because it, he picks it up and fucking... It doesn't get it. destroyed <laughs> when the Weasley stick... Uh, no, it was already it. broken. It was already time. broken at that yeah. point. Before we lose it in the chat, I want to bring it up. Jeremy, Jeremy Whitman asks, can we all agree at this point that even J.K. Rowling probably doesn't accurately know how much of the story she had worked out at what point in the process? Probably true. That's probably point. true. No, and and I and, unless you know. she unless she has the notes, unless she still has the notes like dated, being like this is when right. I wrote that. Well, this, this, this was she knew where she she knew where she ended. She had she had <laughs> famously written the final fight between Harry and Voldemort. You know, right around the time of the first book. Uh, but in terms of the the diary being a horcrux things like that does she sure. know where she's going with it? i would no. get I, I i would guess so if, even if she doesn't know what horcruxes are or anything like that just the because why would you why would you write that why would you, why wouldn't you write right. him facing voldemort again why would you write oh it's a it's a memory and it's this weird diary right. and, and stuff like that i i think if you didn't have it planned this way you'd be more inclined to just do the same thing you did in the previous. By the way, book. I'm with Neville on this. Those things are terrifying. Bear yeah. in mind, this, no, was, this was over a 20 year process from her original sure. idea to the right. release of the last book. So I'm sure that you know she had some ideas that changed wildly over the course of 20 sure. years. Because my opinions on this film series are probably going to change over the course of 24 yeah. hours. Um, she uh, and and certainly there are things that she's talked about mm-hmm. changing as she went. She's and she, like, she's given different design. answers on different things, and yeah. that's pretty standard of creators. I mean. You don't have to be George Lucas to just not quite remember what your mindset was at a certain point. Right. She does have a very a very notes. cool story about yeah. how she finished writing the series, though, uh, which was in that, that audiobook that we both listened to, where she wrote the very end of the series uh, by hand and just wrote out the end with by hand, looked up out her window, and there was a... Uh, 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 sorry, not the last book of the series. The last book... The last, the, it was either the last book of the series or the end of the uh, Philosopher's Stone, but she, I think it was Philosopher's Stone. It was Philosopher's she looked Stone, out yeah. her window and there was a tawny cat sitting on a <laughs> uh, on, on a fence, bing, bing, and she was bing, like, bing, "Good night, bing, Professor McGonagall," bing, and just went to bed. I'm Colin Creevy. I'm a character who's very important here, but is going to disappear for some reason. Yeah, he's going to get replaced by a character named Nigel for some for some reason. He comes back in the books to die. There's not enough characters named Nigel, so I approve. Nigel's just like the character Colander. He just kind of the only other Nigel I can think of is Nigel Thornberry. Is there another Nigel? I love the Creevy brothers. Nigel McGinnis. I was just about to say, my man over there. This is great. This this owl. They basically had to just for this shot. 
This is a real owl. And just for this shot, <laughs> they had to train it basically from birth to lie on its back. <laughs> its back. Because owls don't do that. So they had to raise an owl to lie on its Jesus. back so that they could get that shot. It's like it's like at the end of the movie. No, no animals were harmed physically. Yeah. We have one owl that's never going to be yeah. the same. It's a really weird thing. He doesn't know how to hunt or feed his young, right. but he knows how to lay on his back. He naps. Because they did. They oddly trained, likes cats. They trained him to, to lie on his back to be fed. This is, oh, yeah, like, yeah. To, in order to be fed, he lies on his back, so that's how they trained him. That's how you make owl veal. By the way, if this existed, uh, if the howlers existed in real life, my mom would have sent one every oh, three God. days. Yeah. Like, it just would have been ridiculous. The, and I like the way they visualized it. In the book, he just opens it and it, it just yells at you. And having it be more animated is, is much better for, for a movie. It yells and then it explodes. <laughs> yeah. It does not fall apart. It literally explodes yeah. and it can be dangerous. Well, it, ex- it explodes. I think it, I think it, if you don't open it, it will blow up. Yes. That's right. that's the danger. Okay. It's like you have to. You're gonna hear this one way or another, and if you don't choose to do it, then it will explode and then shout at you. Okay, I want some of these Gilderoy Lockhart costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. To wear just during just for regular at work. I love this. He dresses gag. like the doctor. I love the gag of the him of a life size portrait painting a life size portrait <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of himself. And and this portrait has to admire himself. Yeah. That's like the when he comes in, it's like, all right, I'll go back to painting me now. It's like an MC Escher of narcissism. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Just just Gilderoy's all the way down. What a great name too, Gilderoy. Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a Hunger Games character name. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, Golden Hunger King. Games is even yeah, it's, Plutarch Heavens be Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. It's not quite Snow Crash bad, but it's getting there. One thing, that, one thing that I do regret <laughs> about this, uh, the way this works out, is uh, he's supposed to have written all these books by... Just hearing the stories and then, um, and then taking the credit, taking yeah. the credit and and using his the only thing that he's actually good at, which is memory spells, and wiping their memory. Right. What we don't get throughout this film is him wiping Harry's memory or s- someone else's. He tries. He tries to create, yeah. to create a um, to create a, a mystery around that that uh. is then solved by history by by Harry discovering. That that's what he does. Well, the uh-huh. only time he has a reason to wipe Harry's memory, he does it with Ron's wand, and yeah, but that's a that's a good himself. point. That would have that would have made for an interesting uh, plot. But where perhaps, if Harry keeps forgetting things, and yeah, Harry or someone else, you know, and it, and that becomes a big part of the mystery. Like that's Wait, what's that going guy on has here? forgotten that thing that we talked about before. It's a great it's a great little gag where he fully enunciates tut tut. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. fully tut tut instead of. I do love that the first quiz he gives is just on himself. Yep. Yeah. To, to see how closely they read the books. But that was extended. It actually went straight from, I'm your new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, to this, skipping yeah. over the quiz segment. Now, I remember these, these little pixies being kind of really cool in design and fun. Uh, unusually so for uh, Christopher Columbus. Well, or Chris he, Columbus. I, I mean, he wrote Gremlins, so there's yeah, a, a little bit true. of a Gremlins uh, thing going here. Adventures of Babysitting has but... like a couple good, like frightening set pieces for a kid. You know, he definitely gets what he definitely gets that childlike thing going on. I mean, and uh, he directed Home Alone. John Hughes famously wrote it. But um, th- to me, like the Home Alone is the direct through line to a lot of these, uh, to, to, the, to these two movies. Here. True. Yeah. You know, 
Which again, you know, we all have fond memories of Home Alone, or at least most of us do. But when you really watch it again, you're like, ah, okay, you know, it's it's it doesn't it doesn't hold up quite as well. My um, weirdo problem with Home Alone, and it is a weirdo one, but it relates to this because it's John Williams and Chris Columbus. But the score to Home Alone is beautiful, and between Home Alone and Hook, that's pretty much what John was cribbing for this one. But yeah. the 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 statement, the main phrase from the Home Alone theme is bum 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 ba ba. Ba, 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 ba. Right now, the thing is that that fifth roll, done, 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 is what the like. There's, that appears in the world a lot. For instance, on all the airlines I've ever been on, that sound happens on the plane four or five times. You hear bong, 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 and I'm always like, finish the song. <laughs> so that's my weirdo problem with the Home Alone. Yeah, that's the torch that I carry, Eddie. It's, it's a sad torch, but I carry it with pride. No, no, I, I wasn't laughing at you. Like the the uh, this is the first movie where they really like take advantage of the the photo gimmick, you know, just, or of the of the picture gimmick of pictures having like a, a life and character. They obviously do it in the first one, but here they really start having fun with it. Like like once these things start start you know, losing their minds, the photo of him painting himself goes i'm getting out of here and he just runs away and then when he's playing tug of war with the other frame he's just like he react like his picture reacts so well to that this is the sum total of quidditch we are getting in this movie and it's worth it because oliver wood is a year older and one year dreamier am i right (laughs) no no we get more quidditch in this movie oh he's never oh we do yeah you're right right, we get the uh this is where we get the rogue bludger i don't know i'm still a big fan of the guy on the slytherin team look at this guy the captain still there yeah what's his name uh, come on, Darkman, do it, do it. Someone in the chat's gonna beat you. No, to it. I had Flint? it. Flint, yes, Flint. Marcus Flint. Wow, Thank you. Well oh, and Zarban gets the point. I, I, I kept wanting to say Phil. One I'm point like, no, to that's the other guy. Five points for Ravenclaw. Damn it. Of course. Oh yeah, we didn't go through. Are you a Ravenclaw, Zarban? I'm a Ravenclaw. Yeah. You and me, buddy. We didn't all go right. through where we were. Have sorted. you guys all sorted yourselves on Potter? I have not sorted myself. Absolutely. Eddie's, Eddie's, Eddie is. I'll do it. I'll do it over the course. Eddie's a Hufflepuff. I'd be willing to put money down. I'd go Hufflepuff. I think Hufflepuff Buddhists are pretty much Hufflepuff by the <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm Hufflepuff. I'm, yeah. He's like, nah. <laughs> what are you, well, Gryffindor? I'm the only decent person here because I am a force of Gryffindor. Boom. Nice. Have you guys sport? Did you sort, Paulu? Yeah. I'll, I'll sort Seth? at some point later. Today. When you wow. go, when you go oh, to Pottermore, on. you've never done it once. And, and sign up. Um, it first sends you to the wand. Yeah. shop oh, okay and it asks you some it's questions. kind of a bummer it takes like an hour to get to the actual kind sorting of, yeah jeez but uh, you go to the wand shop and it asks you questions like uh, you know are you of average height or sh- or shorter or, or yeah. taller and you know what is your eye color and it gives you you know various selections of eye color i knew i i had uh, i immediately googled u.s male average height and then <laughs> to answer that one correctly and then uh <laughs> I, I googled uh, eye color to make sure like am i light brown eyes or hazel eyes and about in the middle of that i went i'm going into ravenclaw <laughs> <laughs> what was funny was i got sorted uh, over the course of the summer i went and hung out with some friends in boston recorded an album and one of them is going to be here later i think alex uh but he was uh andy uh, our buddy andy was like oh you got to sort yourself you got to sort yourself i'm like okay fine and i did it and i got ravenclaw and i was super i was super psyched because i, I love ravenclaw um the more I hear about Hufflepuff, I'd be okay with Hufflepuff too. I don't want to be in Gryffindor or Slytherin because, I, I, you know, I don't want to be typecast, man. But the thing was, at that time, I'm fighting your war. At that time, I was like, I'm so I'm, I'm getting sorted and all that, and I haven't reread the books in a while. And I'm like, okay, I remember Gryffindor's thing. I remember Slytherin's thing. I remember, I remember Ravenclaw's thing. And I and I look up to Andy and I'm like, what what is Hufflepuff's thing again? And he's like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He called me an M word. They have the coolest house animal and the coolest house yeah. quality. So they gave Hufflepuff doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, they gave Hufflepuff's uh, a badass. Go ahead, say it. It's worth a net. <laughs> Is it worth a net? It's worth a net. 
No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so this line was originally from Ron uh, talking about what mudblood means. And they gave it to... That's Annette. Yeah, and they gave it to, they gave it to Hermione. Um, I understand why, because it's more dramatic if she's really upset and offended by it. In the book, she's like, I don't... He said a thing, and everyone got really upset. I don't... But, um... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I I do kind of agree with it, especially since Ron's a little busy right now. Um, <laughs> but it is unfortunate that it is the beginning of the slow degradation of Ron's character right. as having anything to to contribute other <laughs> to do. Than it's to, still not as. I mean, Ron's character. He's the does, Xander. I mean, Ron's he's character just, does sort of start is. to become just kind of this useless oaf, but not as bad still in this series as what happens to Marcus Brody in Indiana Jones. Like over the course of one cut, <laughs> oh. he goes from being a scholar and a dean and a smart guy to being like the comic relief who yeah. falls over when he walks into like the apple cart. Like he just goes from being a really smart tweety dude to just being an idiot. Ron, at least you respect him. Respect with a K, you see. Well, there yeah. is a, there is a little. Ron gets some respect. There is there is that thing about Ron where yeah, I mean he he does you know wind up zapping himself in the stomach and barfing slugs, but like the instant Malfoy says the M word, he he just immediately curses him. Yeah. Like just instantly, like nope. Instinctively, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, tries to, but you know. Yeah. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> Tell that to Ron. <laughs> Seriously, can we talk about how bad that would be? <laughs> vomiting giant slugs yeah for hours and yeah. with no yeah. recourse which uh, on the on the other hand you know there is the aspect where it's like he tried to do that to somebody else too so it's like maybe maybe we don't do that anymore <laughs> now you know it sucks and don't do it apparently watching ron uh vomit up the giant slugs on set like some of the other kids like actually threw up <laughs> just when they were so nice. grossed it's out it's like the movie The Replacements yeah and so, and so then the crew had to clean up real vomit wait what was on Ooh. what was on set to represent the slugs no, he had rubber slugs in his mouth, dude. Those are practical. That is worse. <laughs> Those are practical. <laughs> uh, this a lot of the um, you know when we we we've talked sort of ad nauseum at this point about uh, the, the quote workmen or robotic like direction of Chris Columbus. Uh, a big part of it is just it just seems very TV, uh, yeah. especially in these first like these first two movies. The framing it's just very it's just very TV. I mean, there's literally cutaways to character center frame staring just off camera and it's you do that once or twice it's one thing but the, i think i i didn't i was i was cooking asparagus last time uh during the quidditch match of the last movie but every insert to harry is just him sitting going yay yeah or yeah. something and a lot of the reactions are just really modular you feel like you can kind of put them anywhere and when you feel like you can as an editor if you feel like you can put a reaction shot anywhere that generally means it's not a good reaction shot um, you know, and trust me, you can slip, slide, take takes from whole different other things, but it still has to match up sort of what you're actually going for. So the previous scene always made me laugh, like even from the beginning, because he's chasing this disembodied voice that's going kill, kill for like, that's all it says. Let and me then, kill you. And then he runs into, it runs into Ron and Hermione and he's like, it's, it's moving. I think it's going to kill. It's like, really? What made you think that? <laughs> <laughs> Could it be that that's all it says? <laughs> What was your first clue? Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. yeah, not scary at all. Wouldn't it suck if the Chamber of Secrets, like the, the blood written sign on the wall was was clearly a blood written Comic Sans sign? Yeah. <laughs> like as if their day could have gotten any worse. Oh. Or Papyrus. Oh. <laughs> hey guys. Hey, so somebody in the chat room, uh, uh, Much earlier, somebody in the chat oh. room remarked that uh, one problem this movie has is how 
far out of its way it goes to not kill anyone. That's and true. I have to, I mean, not even a cat. Yeah. Um, instead well, of the basilisk killing anyone with its gaze, which is supposed to be what it does, every single time they see it indirectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know if they're still doing a lot of the... Uh just have three or four cameras up just to make sure that we can catch everything or I think was there's, the first movie like training wheels and now they're I think there's less of that in this okay. one they don't talk about that as much because the first one I was noticing that when there was a shot where it was just there's, there are shadows professional now. or just when there's right. professionals and only adult actors in a shot it was clearly very much more yeah. sculpted like these are kids these are like professionals that can hit marks and they're not kids and um, they were taking the bolder chances. So it's funny, because if you watch it without the sound on, like we've been doing, you'll be cutting back and forth between two shots where it's like, well, one of them is on a TV set and one of them is... It's a, in a movie. Standing, yeah. yeah, in a movie. For, for, for the audience, can you sort of explain a little bit what you mean about the lighting being sculpted versus not and, and that sort of sure. thing versus um, having multiple cameras? So you can use... Uh, so the reason why they need multiple cameras and a lot of lights is because, like we were saying, um, as children and largely non-actors, um, if they're going to be putting all of this money on a set and burning as much money per minute as you burn on a feature film production, which is crazy because you're paying everybody from the bagels, mm-hmm. the guy that's cutting bagels, to the person that's going to be eventually fixing everything that you do wrong later. Um, Hi, my name is Paul, he said. Hi. <laughs> the guy getting, uh, yeah, the guy with the bagels gets paid more, though. That's, a, that's actually kind of a good point. A lot of us are all VFX artists. <laughs> yeah. Lol. Anyway, as you were talking. Bitterness. Ta- anyway. Um, burning money on set. So you don't want to be, you want to be make sure that you get enough material to be able to make the movie that you want to be making later. Um, and if you have a lot of cameras coming from a lot of different angles, you're very limited in what you can do with the lighting. You kind of just need to make sure it's all very even and very wide and having everything that you can have there present. Because um, if you're going to be shaping light and you're going to be doing like interesting things with shadows and with having lighting on people's faces in a certain way, um, they need to know what marks they're going to be on. You need to know exactly where the camera is so you know exactly where the light is going to be. Um, so if you have like three people up in a frame, it becomes three times harder or even more so to flag off parts of certain lights to be able to make shadows in some places on a set versus lighting them in some ways. And You can't shoot Snape on the shadowed side. You just won't look good. Yeah, so you're, you're dealing with like everything has to be at very specific angles and, and uh, I don't know, what else? Is that about it? Just squared yeah. away, basically. Yeah. You, yeah. Have to, you have to make all your decisions in advance because you know you're going to be doing it all day long. Right. In terms of questions of sentience, the mandrakes are kind of questionable as well. Oh, yeah. There's so much. Yeah, I mean, like, you end up with this magical universe where you have just as much or even more bureaucratic nonsense well, as, that, as our world. Yeah, there we go. The uh, the moving staircases again. But the, uh, yeah, the mandrakes. Which, am I, well, wait, even real, more real, the, real quick, am I insane or was that not in the books? I They say that Hogwarts they rearranges, absolutely it, in the books. It rearranges itself, but... Yeah. But I remember hearing in the first trailer, it's like the stairways, they like to move. And I remember being like 12 and going, wait, no, what? that's no, the books. No, yeah, it, they, not only are there moving stairways. I know they stairways, go to different places, but do they ever like There's moving rotate? stairways. There's stairways where like there will be a step there, but it's not really there and you can step through it. There right. will be doors that lead to nothing. There will be doors that lead to falling out of the castle. And I imagine all of that was kind of inspired by the Winchester Mansion, which is yeah. uh, the uh, widow of the uh, kind of the last surviving member of the uh, Winchester Firearms uh family estate went went totally insane and built this house trying to hide from the ghosts of all the people that winchester rifles and handguns have killed um and it's 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 hogwarts there's it's just yeah. doors going nowhere and staircases she, yeah she built this house and to that, confuse the that ghosts. right that's there, not right yeah yeah that turning turning inanimate objects into animals the desk pig 
that's that's one thing. Turning a an animal into an inanimate object, especially only partially, as is about to happen with Scabbers here. <laughs> yes, that's not okay. Even if he is. Even and Scabbers is a person, as we discover yes, later. Yes, Peter Pettigrew just got turned into half a goblet. Yeah, <laughs> with a tail. A like he, goblet. Yeah. Can you buy one of those? I won't Seriously, those. does he like remember that the next morning, or does he have a weird hangover? Oh God. That's probably why he went to Voldemort. He was like, I was just being a pet. Yeah. And they turned me into a cup. Yeah. I was. I was cool. Everything was fine. I. It's funny to me in this scene that McGonagall doesn't even resist it. She's like, can you tell us about the Chamber of Secrets? She's like, that is yep. not the topic. She's like, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> Here's the darkest secret of our institution. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and... It's probably not even a real thing, but sure. It's rumored to be down this hallway. I was looking at the and last scene, and, and I was like... The, the thing that jumped out at me, just completely non sequitur, was... Wow, Ginny managed to find a stepladder really fast, because yeah. that's written really high up on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, again, well, her... Out in the halls. Even as she's... first year. Even as she's telling this story, when she gets to Slytherin, she can't Salazar Slytherin. It's like, why do you even have that house? Why? Uh, like, I understand that it was established at the beginning, but you'd think at some point, if everybody is going to hate it except the Slytherins, the, all the other teachers would get together and go, okay, nobody tell the hat, but we're just not doing that anymore. Well, and that's your entrance exam. And if it's a Slytherin, you go home. Well, that was our, like, <laughs> my, our buddy. Uh, if, it's, if you're a Slytherin, we shoot you. Our buddy yeah. Travis Ritchie, who he's never been on the show, but he's around all the time, uh, had a thing where someone had talked about. I think it was the Nerd Fighters. I think it was John or Hank Green had mentioned that there should be an evil baby orphanage. Uh-huh. That they, if you have a time machine, don't go kill Hitler. Go find Hitler as a baby and raise him right and stuff yeah. like that. And someone was like, dude, just do that for all of Slytherin. Just take all the kids that would be in Slytherin and put them in the evil baby orphanage. Don't even put them into the population. Like, there- raise them like little evil babies. I ha- I, I, if, if I were inclined or had the, the time, because I'm kind of inclined, but I don't have the time, uh, to be the kind of person who wrote fan fiction... I would write a version where Harry gets sorted into Slytherin. Oh, okay, yeah. What would be different? Be well, it would be it, it would be separating people out, and it would be about the houses coming together. Because right now it's all about Gryffindor. I would do the version where Harry goes to Slytherin, uh, Hermione goes to Ravenclaw, Ron goes to either Gryffindor or Hufflepuff, and they were but they remain friends. And so it's about trying to trying to get through this this story. And there's all the the kind of prejudice and stuff like that. Although I haven't thought about the the. If it's even more interesting, if it, if I combine that with the version where Slytherin no longer exists, like they don't do that anymore, <laughs> or they've even enchanted the hat not to sort into Slytherin and anymore, then he gets sorted into and then Slytherin. he gets sorted into Slytherin, and everyone goes, oh, um, what is happening yeah. right now? Yeah, that, that'd that make right for an interesting series. With, you know, well, okay, and... Um, We've got an extra name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's different. Yeah, that'd be cool. Kind of like the redemption of Slytherin yeah. and bringing the houses back. Because part of the point of this is that uh, the Chamber of Secrets was only built after Salazar Slytherin was like, you guys are ruining everything. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, leaving. Yeah. First, I'm going to do this quick thing downstairs, but then I'm leaving. That's a great... Yeah, that's the thing. the basement, but... They're like, okay, this guy had a disagreement with the other founders, and uh, he built this chamber with a racist monster... <laughs> 
and we're still going to respect his his memory <laughs> by keeping his house around and be like, as soon as you got to the racist monster part, you know what? No, we're just for gonna... a thousand years. It <laughs> yeah, it's not though. like this. It's not like it happened twenty five years ago, and they're yeah. still trying to figure out like what to do with the. No, it was a thousand years ago, <laughs> and for a thousand years, just racist, terrible, yeah. evil murderers. And don't you see it? Like in my head, it's like kind of the jerk. Like you guys are assholes, and I'm leaving, and I don't need anything. Yeah, <laughs> but. But Hang this room yeah. and this 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 broom. Yeah. But that's it. Don't go into my room when I leave. <laughs> that's a net, net holding. It's my room. Why did they let him help in the first place? The guy could talk to snakes. Like that's an yeah. indicator. Well, they didn't it know at that time, group, I guess. Yeah. Well, the four of the founders. I mean, they don't really show Salazar Slytherin, but I'm guessing he was kind of creepy looking and talked well, to snakes. Well, we see the uh, we see the the statue. Um, the statue, yeah. So right here already, right from the beginning, they spent a lot more time on Quidditch. They basically, they started at the beginning of the process as opposed to keeping it until the end, and it's certainly a lot more dynamic. And but we still don't have uh, pedals and, and nope. handlebars yet. That shows up in the next one. Yep. Although one thing I do like the the stirrups, yeah, right there. Oh, are there? Oh. There, there might be a saddle, but I don't. Are there stirrups? Uh, I. Yes. Yeah, there are. Oh, there are. One thing I do like is that in this one, as opposed to the previous one, the broom handles are shaped. They're carved, yeah. whereas they aren't just a knobbly stick. Yeah. Um, which one of the things that they talk about with the Nimbus 2000 and the Firebolt, it's weird, but she gets very, very specific about how, how really, really nicely uh, carved it is and like smooth and polished and all this stuff, which I don't know. Lee Jordan, by the way, is much funnier in the books as a commentator. Yes, in the he's in the a movies, terrible commentator. He's an awful gender, commentator, yeah. but he's hilarious. <laughs> he's uh, utterly biased, yeah. and he keeps getting reprimanded. But in the movies, he just calls out the score, which doesn't yeah. matter because this is not a movie about Quidditch. He's a pro wrestling commentator. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he knows what side he's on. He's just the body. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, look at that body, McMahon. <laughs> Sorry. The, once you uh, get a blunder, or once you get the ball. You can just power toward the goal and throw it in. It seems like people would just be colliding with the goalie all the time or whatever, yeah. the, whatever the the keeper. All every play. Yeah, they just plow right through. Uh, I guess they don't want to hurt themselves, pussies. Um, oh, that's a nut. Uh, I guess it is. Yeah. But ah. uh, the the amusing thing is that um, da because of the production, Dan Radcliffe and and Tom Felton got to be really good friends over the course of this. That should be thing. illegal, shouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hermione, uh, uh, Emma Watson had a crush on Tom Felton yeah. at this point. But uh, I, yeah. I mean, all, all of them wound up being friends, but but uh, uh, Dan and, and Tom, as I understand it, got particularly close because they spent so much time together in their animosity. <laughs> like uh, Their characters had to hate each other and fight each mm -hmm. other so much that they spent a lot of time together on set, particularly uh, you know shooting the, the uh, yeah. Quidditch stuff here that that comes later but but all throughout the series harry's got a piece of artillery chasing him so he takes it through every single structure <laughs> yeah, carrying yeah, innocent yes. people and that's qu that's quidditch though they're like <laughs> yeah you know people get killed and but the snitch is still out there so in, we can't stop in in the last movie we saw wood catch a bludger that was coming at him he was just like well gotta catch this one and caught it and put it in the box it hurt but that you know yeah I've just been handed a piece of information from the printed out internet that Spork created for us, which is that during the Quidditch match, some of the music used while Harry and Draco yep. chase the snitch was used during the speeder chase scene in Star Wars Attack of yep, the Yep, right here, as a matter of fact. We're, like we're the, hearing the, it right now. I can see that because they're basically on speeders yeah, if you look that's, at them. That's what's happening I like how both of our right examples now. that we just did both sounded like how we make fun of Danny Elfman. 
I wasn't a fan of Attack of the Clones' music. I'll say it right here. I loved the Attack of the Clones score. Plus, Across the Stars. Really? There was something about Attack of the Clones you didn't like? <laughs> really? Uh, this is a this is largely a, a miniature. They shoot shot this a lot like a ride film. So they've got the camera just racing through. <laughs> he he said, "How'd you make them? How'd they make them tiny?" In case you missed it, I don't it was know. Legitimately man. good. But yeah, moments like this, they were on. You know, they were together on the blue screen set for like a month at a time. <laughs> oh, Colin! What? <laughs> Seriously, they're just destroying the arena. Yeah, and this is but this is going on far too long. Yes, it yeah, is. this is, and this isn't even extended. Film, yeah. This is the movie. Uh, you know, this this isn't an extended sequence. This is just. Also, the only reason Harry gets the snitch in this scene is because he's Harry Potter and he should win. Yeah. yeah. There's no other reason for it. Malfoy should win because of the cursed pleasure. That's it. That that. Then he's well, lost something. Harry last. Uh, Harry does well, wind up losing up in the next arm, one. Yeah. But. I I do like I do like Malfoy's look. Like, oh God. Ugh. He's got such a face, like every part. Oh yeah. gosh, that's brutal. Yeah, the sound effects were pretty rough too. Although, yeah, hey, keep keep at it. Yeah, here he has had yeah, his seriously. arm broken now. He's still staying on the. It's not broom. that unrealistic though, because you hear about that, like marathon yeah. runners whose legs are just. Well, he's all, and he's also like, okay, I don't get to stop unless I grab this thing. So, I guess I'll grab it. Well, uh, or else everyone else would just play for the next week while they recovered. Well, yeah. Uh, the you know they don't seem to have so, reserve seekers. Oh, Harry! So this is the most useful spell in the world, and everyone should use it all the time. Yep. If anything is going well, wrong, what did she use? Finitian cantatum. Oh, a- anything that why makes did that ma- make it explode? That, that makes enchantment yeah, right. stop. Everything makes everything explode in these she, damn movies. Well, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <or Rinto. laughs> yeah, that's true. Clo- Chloe, you wanted to? Oh, oh, go ahead, Chloe. No, 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 no. oh Eddie, Eddie then. I was going to say, uh, this is the cheapest prosthetic arm in the world, and yeah. thank yeah. God it is because it is hilarious. Yeah. Like, once the bone goes away, <laughs> and Kenneth Branagh like, plays with it perfectly. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't just, even want to watch so, Oh, my Lord. No. It's, it's the total, like, vaudeville, like, what, huh? Well, <laughs> yeah, you okay. say that, but I know you've probably seen the Lex Luger accident. Where uh, his leg broke, dude. I've I've seen arms break yeah, in yeah, front yeah. of me, like the I, ones like, where real. they just like literally flop around. It's oh, I was there live when um, uh, God, who was it? Like um, I saw one fight live where I mean, yeah, the the the, the just it went ninety degree. It, it was a flamingo knee instead of an arm. Mm. So, but well, that's what I love about that is that it's no bone. It's just yeah. floppy. Yeah. It's just a floppy little dog's tail. Like, and and clearly the bones are not broken. <laughs> Which would be worse? Would you rather have a bone that's just broken as hell or no bones and have to grow them back? No bones. Well, growing them back apparently hurts. is extremely painful. Yeah. Well, so. I imagine having a broken... As let's someone, say, as yeah, someone if, we're, if we're in the magical world, get, uh, I will take the broken bone because you can just yeah. go, put that, and you're good. As someone who has very seriously broken bones before, like I pretty much destroyed my leg in junior high school, I'll take actually destroying your leg and breaking the bones. Wh- which bone back. in your leg? Uh, both uh, the tibia and the fibula. I snapped them both in half. I dislocated the ankle. I tore the ligament in half. Strained the tendon. Dislo- uh, it was bad. My foot was steadfastly cocked backwards on my leg when I got into the Van Gogh Hospital. Uh, and no, I would still take that like over the growing bones thing because the growing bones thing sounds so. Unless they have like some awesome magical version of laudanum or like dilaudid or something that I can have, uh, I'm gonna go with the the cast oh, yeah. because it's called the draft drugs. of sleeping death. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the. 
normal muggle Living version death. of medicine for that front. Yeah, I, I never knew we shared that. I'm steadfastly cocked too. Um, uh, oh come on! God, I thought that was good. Uh, All right, we got 24 hours. I'll make up for it. Um, yeah, Dobby tried to kill Harry. Yeah. Dobby tried to save his life by killing, by killing him. him. Uh, so remind me I again. I just tried yeah, to kill see, him. See, he ironed his hands. Yeah. Plot-wise, remind me again. Dobby's doing this on his own, not at yes. the direction of Lucius Malfoy. That's correct. That's why he has to keep punishing himself. Because, because he's not He's disobeying. not supposed to be doing this. He's not necessarily disobeying. He hasn't been given a direct order not to, or he probably Dobby's wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Dobby's well, a fan of Harry Potter. Because he overhears things in the Malfoy household yeah. about how they're like... He's supposed, get him. he's supposed to keep their secret. Yeah, and he's, as part of a house elf, you know, I'm assuming loyalty is part of that. Yeah. So the implication that, like, we're plotting against someone, don't go tell them about it, yeah. is kind of a thing. Yeah, and we're, and, and this is, um, and the first step that we get, or one of the first steps we get in the expansion of the world and kind of the, the chink in the perfect storyboardness, uh, sto- story bookness, sorry, of, um, of the magical world. This is a world where there is an enslaved race right. <laughs> that, that we're dealing with, you know? There's a bit of Star Trek yeah, then it, re- that creeps yeah. in here. I remember something about the house elves being like ridiculously powerful. Right. Yeah. They're just right. like, they're so much more powerful than wizards, but they get enslaved as yeah. a result. They were, they, and, they're, and they're, as we talked about a little bit on... on Alohomora. Uh, uh, Alohomora uh, with Mugglemet, they, wherever they came from, they were created to be happy in their enslavement, which is... Well, that's the question. Well, I mean, at that point, is it... Do you get to take the high road if you have programmed and conditioned a race of sentient beings to enjoy being enslaved? Do you get to be like, no, it's fine because they, they like, like it. it yeah. You made them that way. Well, yeah. C-3PO. I mean, we're back at that. Um, but, well... Yeah. I mean, I guess. If, yeah. you ma- if you make a creature that is happy... I don't know. The th- the thing about Dobby is that he's not like every other yeah. house elf. Uh, every other house elf on the planet is like mortified by the idea of being set free. Yeah, that, that's a weird thing for her to have done because this is the only at this point this is the only house elf we know. Yeah, mm-hmm. we imagine that all of them want to be free, and I think she wrote herself into uh, uh, a corner that she then explained by saying, "No, well, they like being slaves," yeah. and then thought, "Well, that'll add some interesting color." And in fact, it was just pages and pages of that SPEW which, stuff which to be fair she's yeah. she's even said like talking with uh with the screenwriter she's like yeah I went too far on that uh, they, it didn't wind up going anywhere Hermione <laughs> so, becomes Lisa Simpson yeah so. I mean the house elves show up in the, in the battle of Hogwarts but not in any significant fashion I don't believe yeah um yeah I mean I guess she felt obligated to do some social commentary at that point but you know. Well, it gets let, a little confused as to what exactly she's trying to say. Right. Can we just talk about how awesome it would be to have a witch point bonnet? Which yes. Is, uh, just very consistent. Well, well done, Maggie Smith. Just <laughs> you, you could, you could rock that. Um. Yeah. No. I feel well, like, like I'm trying too years. hard when I wear hats. Yeah. Here we go. I. Lo- it's starting out like, look, it's right there. It is right there. Guys. Right. Third floor bathroom can yeah. i just Girls say bathroom. from a design aesthetic i really like that sink setup yeah can that i just cool say setup. that uh Although, salazar slytherin built the door to his chamber of secrets in the girls bathroom well that's the thing <laughs> okay hold on no 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 no, no. yeah time. here's the thing he built it a thousand years ago so that was before indoor plumbing no no it just plumbing technology hasn't changed for wizards in a thousand <laughs> years <laughs> we got it somehow that's that's just what happened it snuck out into our world we stole it yeah haha wizards we got nasa 
<laughs> Moaning Myrtle, who is responsible for the most awkward scene yeah. in the history. We'll, we'll Not get to, to mention the, next the fact movie. that she's in her mid thirties. No, right and, now. and yeah, that was always at this point. obvious to me. That was always obvious that this was a thirty-year-old woman. She says thirty. And, Smirk and, says thirty-seven. And yes. because because. Since she comes back, it is important that she not age visibly right. the way the yes. rest of the cast does. More so. than that, this came out the exact same year as another movie she was in called 24-Hour Party People, starring Steve Coogan, which <laughs> was about the <laughs> Factory Records Manchester music scene. And uh, her character is, I'll just say it, a little different. Uh, <laughs> she, she plays Steve Coogan's wife, and she's or the, the big moment for her is where she is boning her husband's friend in the bathroom. So seeing that juxtaposed with this, a little odd, but... You know, from her character. By, by the way, Kim, uh, uh, going back, I f- forgot to mention it, but with, you know, Colin being found, he, you know, he's okay because he saw the basilisk through his camera. Can we just talk about the fact that Colin tried to take a picture of the basilisk? Yes. <laughs> he was like, oh, neat. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to send this back to my, my mom. You just know, if he wasn't at Hogwarts, he would be the youngest member of the AV club. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Well, you know, I mean. No, can... it's, it's Colin Creevy went on to kill Princess Diana in the <laughs> oh timeline of Harry Potter because this oh. takes place in the 90s. Ooh. I'm sorry. Lockhart. That is a heck of a vest. Fantastic. Heck of a vest and a cape earlier. Yes, I love how he's like. Uh-huh. Yeah, why did yeah, why did I mean, Snape only agree to this because he he was like hoping? Yeah, just... he's like I'm gonna shoot this guy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> take him down a peg. Oh, I'm sorry, Dumbledore. We were having dueling practice, and I don't know what happened. Looks like I'll have to be the new defense against the dark <laughs> yeah, arts right. teacher. I love. I, I I do. I don't buy that Snape would would go along with all this bowing and saluting stuff though uh, he'd go with the, the the proper etiquette for dueling I he's suppose. a former death eater yeah. i'm sure he but, was just uh, like what what's always interested me you can't is the paint the ball with the same brush kyle wait here he, is harry well, learns expelliarmus from he still has his wand yes. yeah right H- Hel- it doesn't actually disarm him well he, it, when he flew back it flew out of his hand but then when he hit the ground he had it in his hand again but here- harry learns his signature spell from snape Yes. He learns Expelliarmus, Wait, Expelliarmus is a signature spell? Oh, it yeah. is in the book. That's like when you're playing Tekken, your signature move being tapping the button. Yeah. Well, I mean, it became a, it becomes a plot point that the Death Eaters recognize yes. it's him because yeah. he's the one who because used he, that he, instead of a killing spell. Yeah. Or a stunning spell, yeah. yeah. Um, he actually, in the, in, the, in the book, he learns Expelliarmus from Snape. In the movie, he actually learns two useful spells from his mortal enemies. Mm-hmm. He learns that from Snape, and then later the invented for the, the movie... Because these things are real. Uh, in, invented for the movie Aranya Exime, he learns that from Voldemort, from Tom Riddle in the in the past. Which apparently, even though they go to school, it's like if you hear a thing one time, you can just do it sometimes. He so. learns, uh, yeah, Sectum Sempera from a book. Well, all, yeah. all of the Half Blood Prince stuff. Yeah, Sectum like, Sempera. What are the wand yeah. movements? Yeah, swish and flick was important, right? Nope, just. But again, uh, okay. So this is the first time that we're gonna really see. Uh, wizard fighting, and I've yes, never and been it. happy with the the way wand dueling has been in the movies because all it is is uh, most of the time it just blows you off your feet and knocks you back. Well, they say they say like three different spells in this sequence, and they all have the same yes. effect. That's <laughs> what I don't like about this one. They all have the same effect here, uh, and and especially Snape when he did Expelliarmus just there. He drew his wand back and said, "Ex belly armus," and then like like it, it you know. Yeah. By the time there's supposed to, to be a certain pace, uh, right? By the time rhythm. we get to Order of the Phoenix or Half Blood Prince or whatever, like especially Order of the Phoenix, Spelliarmus. like it, they're they're flying, the spells are flying everywhere, and they do do they do different things at that point, like 
But right here, but could there, what, the what spells possible take better, to shoot. What possible better that. cinematic version of wand again? fights could there have been? Yeah. Well, the one where you turn the bottom half of the guy into an octopus? Yeah. yeah or literally, I mean... Because it doesn't have to be a spell. You can just transfigure the guy's face yeah. into a squid but or whatever. In this, turn in, the floor into sand. Turn, turn the floor into sand or ice. Do that. Know, there's a... There's a uh, in, the, in the book, uh, there's a spell called Tarantallegra, which makes the other person dance uncontrollably. Like, their feet just start tap dancing. And also in the books, they go through a whole other range of jinxes that they do mm-hmm. that just yeah. you know, incapacitate or do other kinds of... Or, or the ba- my favorite, it, it, they never really describe exactly what it does, but just the name of it is so evocative. The Bat Bogey Hex. Yes. Uh, right, yes. The one yes. that you, you, supposed to be so yeah, good yeah. at. You turn someone's boogers into bats and they come flying out their nose <laughs> or something. What That's what I think, because Bat Bogey that's yeah, what okay. I assume. I'll buy that. It's like he, well, here's a question. Where do these spells come from originally? If there's a spell to make someone dance like an idiot, right. nobody I, knows. I, well, is there like some weird magic dance yes. way back in history? Yes. It was just programming Easter eggs for here's, people to find. Here's no, an interesting. The Pope. Here's an interesting. Uh, there's a. There's the. Um, uh, now is a good time to to plug what Brian would be plugging if he were here. Uh, the pour fan, one out for Brian Finnegan. Yep, he might be here later. The fan fiction uh, story, Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality which is about uh, an alt-universe story. It takes several different points of departure, but the primary one is that um, uh, Petunia married a, a scientist instead of Vernon Dursley, and so Harry was raised in a very loving family and also raised to be think of things very logical and think of things scientifically through. And there's a whole segment where he's, tr- he's running experiments on magic to understand why they work the way it does. And it's driving him crazy because he's like, somebody decided that somebody this thousands this of way. years ago decided you had to say Wingardium Leviosa <laughs> to make things float. Because like, well, he's trying different things. He's like, that cannot be right. They must be... Because he's like, because wizards don't investigate things. They just do things. So it's like, it, maybe it's intent and you don't actually have to say there, it so we can just intend it. He's like, no, you have to say it. You have to say it this way. You have to swish and flick your wand. Who came up with this? It is ridiculous. <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of the things, I think a lot of the way it works is uh, there are references and, and inferences in in the books Two people having discovered things, done research on things, well, uh, I come mean, up with new spells. Half-Blood Prince, he sure. invents his own spells. Yeah, yeah, he does yeah. invent his own spells. So what I think those verbal cues are, are like <laughs> shortcuts to that spell. Mm. Because uh, they, they go into non-verbal spells a little bit in the books. Dumbledore um, does that to Harry. But Well, not even just Dumbledore. If you look at the Dumbledore and Voldemort fight, they aren't yelling nonsense at each other. They are just transfiguring the yeah. shit but, out of reality. <laughs> Isn't it noted a couple Which, times that in when they're having that's those sort of... First one. <laughs> when there's like king boss battles that they don't have to say the names of any spells There's, anymore in the in the um yeah and and later in the fifth movie in the no. sixth well in the sixth book when snape finally becomes defense against the dark right. Arts teacher yeah, yeah. he uh works on teaching the kids not to do nonverbal spells so nonverbal spells are a thing um some of them i guess you have you still have to say out loud even when you get really good but most of them you can uh, do non-verbally. And there are even implications that some wizards can do magic without wands. Right. Which well, is crazy, crazy, well, crazy. Um, kids low, do it. Yeah. Low-level stuff, yeah, kids do it. Well, I mean, like, it. intentionally control right, it. Right, like, right. Dumbledore can just be invisible sometimes. Yeah. I don't know if he's using right. his wand for that, but... Yeah, he does. They do that with candles. They're big They're big on... Uh, in, in the third one, they're big on... Here, yeah. I need I need someone in the room to do this because I know that everyone in the room is qualified to. Uh, compare Dumbledore to Yoda to me in terms of, like, god mode. Is he well, Dumbledore. See, Dumbledore should be more like Yoda, 
because in the sense book of character or film character, like on. actual I, book I think, Dumbledore. I think the I think the film character should have more of the because because Yoda's whole thing is like I could you know I could rip a planet in two with my mind if I really wanted to. I do not have to give a damn. Like he's just that. I, I think part of his his being kooky and stuff like that. It partly it was a test for Luke, but partly it's. Cause he's like, who cares? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be whoever I want to be and and just have fun. And that's the way he is no, more I, in the book. I think I, I disagree. I think there's a significant difference between uh, Dumbledore and Yoda, in that, you know, we'll, we'll count the Yoda from the series that matters. Has it figured out? And he knows that war doesn't make one great. But Dumbledore is is a deeply flawed guy who. That's true. His his sister got killed when, or you know, something whatever happened to her originally uh, like his father attacked you know a bunch of muggles and then his sister was killed in a fight between him and grindelwald and then instead of like learning from that the only way he could stop grindelwald was to fight him again and his whole life he meets voldemort for the first time and fights him like he, he never quite learns the lesson that harry does that you know i mean all harry the only spells harry ever casts against voldemort are expelliarmus and that's how he wins yeah, like I don't want you to I, like. I'm just going to take away your capacity to hurt, and that's all. When yeah, there's some philosophical thing we, there. We just talked over, but the, that was a very strange scene. We just walked over. We, we there was a bunch of kids that we've never seen before. Right. We're never going to see again. Talking about Harry, it was very awkward. Yeah, it's trying to set up that that Ernie. Uh, oh, sorry, that was Ernie McMillan. It's trying to set up that Justin Finch Fletchley is afraid for his life now because because Harry has has. Because Harry out, spoke but, weird, like Babylonian languages yeah. at a snake, and the snake was trying to kill him. And but that that scene, fair, that scene was extended. It was cut from the theatrical release, probably for exactly the reasons you. We never see these kids before or since. No one cares about them. Never mind. That's just a really good. Fake we beard. also we also lost the uh, that Hagrid scene where he was talking about the the roosters dying. And uh, because, as we discovered later, the the crow of the rooster is fatal to the basilisk. So, Which, so in the Genius movie, killing. it sounds like you just spoke code. So in the movie, <laughs> the crow of the rooster is fatal to the basilisk. Yeah, uh, in the movie, it, the theatrical version, it actually turns out with this wonderfully surreal moment where Harry gets taken to Dumbledore's office and Hagrid barges in, waving a dead rooster around, going, "It wasn't Harry, I know it." <laughs> it's like, which can we can we make note? Uh, instead of, you know, the spirit of Godric Gryffindor or, uh, you know, whatever, sending, uh, you know, a rooster, which would immediately kill the basilisk down to the Chamber of Secrets, it yeah. sent a 12-year-old boy a sword to fight a 30-foot-long snake. Gryffindor doesn't for, for really think you. things With through. a sword. Yeah. That is the thing about Gryffindor is that they're, they're courageous yeah. when they don't have to be. That, yeah, that, that's <laughs> the problem with Gryffindor is they would send the sword instead of the rooster because it's just cooler. Yeah. Just fight the snake with a sword. Do it. We've got to do it ourselves. Like, no, no. It's a okay. shiny sword. It has our name on it. Just do it, man. Filch has an amazing <laughs> ability to track down kids who are walking around to the halls. Yeah, there was always the there was always a thing with that's uh, all he does in the in the early you know when there was still a mystery. People were like, "How? That's got to mean something that Filch <laughs> can do that." <laughs> Mrs. Norris having those eyes and being able to figure people out that has got to come up later. He should and he ultimately should be able to use the Marauder's but, map or something. Yeah, yeah, he never figured out how to use it. Well, he doesn't have anything else to do. He's the caretaker, but it, it's magic. He doesn't have to clean anything. That's true. 
Well, and, well, they, well they, but he can't, so he has to do it the hard yeah. way, right? So he he scrubs. That's and, so cruel. They have a Muggle slave. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like they don't need one. They, they can were, take care of they, everything. They were arguing about that in the uh, in the chat. So, well, he's a squib, so he was he was born to a wizarding family, right? And so, so they I, made him their Muggle slave. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess they were like, well, we can either exile you from the magical world, or you can still live here, and like if you fall off the a tower then we can help you um which He's we can't the do anti-Harry Potter. it's like everyone else is the dursleys like he was just yeah. Yeah. the wizard dursleys they're just like you are a slave now <laughs> yeah they could just do the thing that mickey mouse does in fantasia but no they're yeah. like you old tired man who deserves to rest clean yeah. our giant castle <laughs> which we could clean with no effort <laughs> because while these students you. terrorize you yeah. to and an you. early grave he likes oh, his oh, job are you lonely here's a cat with devil eyes right. he, he likes his job there's very little consequence to destruction in yeah. this world yeah. right right that's yeah. true yeah so why are they not all raised to not come past the point where they just want to ruin everything all the time like they should like how do they ever grow out of their yeah, like, how do they grow out of being two years old to not just be like oh whatever just well, tear is, everything out I of the mean, books and just you know I've, I've always been uh, bothered by this cut here where he's he's talking to the sorting hat and he says have you put me in the wrong house and he says oh I stand by what I said last year you would have done well in Slytherin there should have been a cut to Harry being like whew he stands by Gryffindor no you would yes. have done well in Slytherin no yeah, shut very up very good point yeah but he's like, well, shut up then. What do you ask me for? Uh, this uh, this fox puppet was apparently so real that Richard Harris actually thought it was a real bird. And he was like, "Wow, Richard Harris doesn't his, know that phoenixes don't exist." Going. Yeah, he thought, I guess he <laughs> well, he thought it was a, a trained bird with you know makeup on it or what. <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah, and he was he was like he told someone he was like it's amazing how they train these things and they're like uh that's a puppet actually that's not and, uh, that's I not wish... that unfounded because they train an owl to lie down yeah, and not eat exactly <laughs> right I I think it would have been great to have a, a moment here more with Harry because he's just kind of dumbfounded by anything if he were like oh come on I can't walk two feet without someone <laughs> turning like to ruins. stone or birds exploding <laughs> or, are you kidding me <laughs> and Dumbledore being like no no it's a, like having to calm him down because he's just losing his his mind he's like I swear I look I can't look, do I anything. walked in and your bird looked like hell <laughs> yeah. and then it caught fire I've always been kind of surprised at how I know that he's only 11 so you're like even when you're 11 oh. in this world you're oh. kind of like well, maybe magic yeah but like he's so not alarmed by this secret world yeah he's like oh hi giant man with a birthday cake of course I'm a wizard sure yeah this is like the Q scene in a James Bond movie they, they can carry immense loads yeah. they're, they're teal they're they can do exactly teal. the thing he will need to do later <laughs> both of them <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jurassic Park 2 she's very good at gymnastics yeah exactly anything else about a character no no just that yeah. just good at gymnastics good thing she won't be coming onto this island and won't be in a precarious situation yeah and I was like okay then I'll just I'll just wait outside then <laughs> for completely random bits I was when I was rereading it and you get to the last book and Harry's wandering around the castle and there's all the destruction all of a sudden he's talking to gargoyles and they're talking back mm -hmm. yeah. and it's like wait a second and I'm suits pretty of armor. sure I mean yes the stone thing out in front of Dumbledore's you know office is always moved but it was right, always yeah. I always assumed it was just a, a spell password thing not 
it's an alive gargoyle that's actually recognizing the password. Yeah. Are you referring that to the seemed... end of Deathly Hollows? Yeah. During the Battle well, of Hogwarts? A couple times through Deathly Hollows. Because they, they talk to, you know. The... Well, there's that there's the humor. It's like there's the there's a version of the uh um usually when they when he walks up to the the thing, there's the stone gargoyle that protects the thing and he says the um he says the password and it leaps aside. And then the gag is in Deathly Hollows, like the gargoyle is like half knocked over and he still right. says the password. And the gargoyle is like, whatever, just man. Go. Just go. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> in the chat he room. Just, he just says, uh, can I pass? Yeah. Yeah. And the gargoyle's like, whatever. Oh, God. Tara. In the chat room, the uh, the general manager of MuggleNet has joined us, Keith. Uh, he shows up in all those videos. And we just want to throw another one out for MuggleNet and being awesome and helping us out by uh, getting the word out and also providing us with like. 80 minutes that we're going to end up seeing over the course of the day of, uh, of great interviews talking about these movies. So that's one thing behind the curtain. Another thing behind the curtain is uh, donate some money, you guys. Yes, please. Please tweet them. Please the, do. If you go, if we're you type in, if you tweet or Facebook or share tinyurl.com slash Potter Malariathon, that's a link straight to the Malaria page. Share that, please. If, you, if you've already donated, and a lot of you have, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, great. If you could share it, that'd be awesome. we got to keep getting the word out. We want to get up to... 10k by the end of the day we yeah. got we got well over a thousand dollars on the first movie so that's that's great and the third behind the curtain thing is what i love about this thing for us that you guys don't get to experience is the fact that by way of how much better it smells we oh, can God, tell yeah. when the meal is coming next because eddie's in the kitchen cooking us up a chamber of secrets dinner and oh, it, smells, it so good. smells so good right now you guys end of end of behind the curtain hey look pretty snow yeah, that was an extended scene there that we just uh, talked over. So it's okay because not even the filmmakers cared about that one. Uh, <laughs> there were scarves. Yeah, but he, I mean, I did like Harry Is making the point. No. Harry, I, actually, Harry making the point. Of, oh, it's interesting because there are... They should have put in uh, the bit you were talking about with Lockhart because there are people like Ginny is losing portions of time she's losing memories so that's if there, a good point if there had been that and then they thought that lockhart was doing it and then they were like oh no actually it was no, because horrible. then it's a double turn because right. lockhart actually is alleviating right. people but just not this time it would have been confusing and based on harry's detention it's clearly not an issue for a teacher to be alone with a student for right. long periods of at time late yes a late hour and a teacher that's very good at memory charms yeah well they don't know that part mm. they are you think kidding? he's good at everything they so. don't they do not care at all about the hagrid <laughs> is a convicted felon who went to azkaban <laughs> for doing something that they're pretty sure murdered a student yeah, opening the chamber of secrets and they send him out into the forest with students for detention yep. yeah it just occurred to me that you kind of look like Hagrid, Kyle. Oh, it, did it just occur They've to you? They've been talking about yeah. that in the oh, yeah. chat they, they, the whole time. Yeah. Or a young Dumbledore. Take uh, your pick. Tara just said I should offer you a birthday cake. My birthday cake? No, a birthday cake, because that's what Hagrid oh, does see. to Harry oh, Potter, okay. and you're a Am Harry I a wizard? sort. No. There's, there's one moment in the books when uh, Harry gets detention from McGonagall at 11 p.m. Yeah. And on Saturday, well, it's okay. Well, it's in England, so it's actually more like five in the morning. I love that their arms oh, are full yeah. of of treats, and they're like, "Oh, one more, awesome!" <laughs> yeah, this is idiotic. Yeah, which one? But was I, and it? I love that 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 Ron hangs a lantern on it. He's like, "For real? It's they just <laughs> did that, and it, it was that easy." Hey, actually, that's a good opportunity for us to introduce our, our Melonet folks to to that particular term from our, our glossary. Okay. Yes. On our show, if case you've never seen it before or heard it before. Uh, we have a, an, an ever-growing glossary of terms because we tend to spend a lot of time talking about screenwriting process and, and, in the, and in we process talk about of, kind of the same of ideas. crafting movies. Yeah, and one of the sort of staples, a, a precept, a handy little concept confined into a little sentence fragment that we use is hanging a lantern. Yeah, which and throw to Mike. Hanging a lantern basically means if there's something that you think the audience is likely to question 
and to the to the extent that it will distract from the the story being told. You mean with this blast shield over my eyes, I'll be able to hit the yeah. thing even though I can't see it? Not even necessarily. Well, potentially that. I mean, there's there's part of it where well, it's I was getting for, towards hokey religions. And yeah, there's weapons. there's part of it where okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, the the idea is that you have a character say what you think the audience will be thinking. That doesn't necessarily, you know, if if there's a if there's something that doesn't necessarily work or doesn't make sense. You have a character acknowledge that it doesn't make sense just so the audience goes, okay. You're, and then you don't have to explain it. And then it. you don't have to explain it. You, the, the audience goes, okay, at least they understand that they made a joke about it. We can move on. Um, as opposed to the audience thinking, well, they must not have thought about that. That must be a plot hole. The, the biggest example, the most straightforward example being uh, Emperor's New Groove when they go, how did you get back before us? And they go, I have no idea. By all accounts, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. And then they just move on. And that's hanging a lantern. And as I understand, it comes from the stage where, you know, if you had some part of your set that, like, like you know, some modern or, a you know, thing that clearly was not part of your set but couldn't be covered up, just hang a lantern on it. Then no one looks at it because it's just lighting. No. Oh. Well, yeah, no, it's functional. Yeah. Oh, TV Tropes calls it lampshade hanging, so. Uh, and we should okay. address that we're seeing Polyjuice Potion for the first yes, time. Yes, Polyjuice Potion, which becomes extraordinarily important. Overused is people, what it is. Well, people use it so much, and I was. we'll talk about this later, people use it so much that it's like, you should really suspect Polyjuice. There should be an easy way to go, yeah, Polyjuice? Very good point. Yeah. No, okay, fine. Well, yeah, that's it's like, like a kind of like entrapment like, for a cop. It's yeah. like Maury. It's like you are not the Potter. Can, yeah. <laughs> can I also point out that uh, right now Hermione is a cat lady? I'm guessing there's a lot of fanfic about that too. Oh, um, well, yeah. come on, guys. It's no, you know it. You know it. Um, so didn't one of those kids go to jail? Yes, yes that I was going to say that. Uh, which one? That the taller one, one. Yeah, the shorter one. Shorter one, because smoking weed or something. Yeah, because of weed. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. No, he like did something. He like drove and then. Oh, okay, maybe he like well, hurt somebody. He probably... it was something shockingly irresponsible. Oh, yeah. okay then. But uh, I think they do a good job of playing Ron and Harry here. Well, no, the the, the thing is, they don't use their vocal performance, which <laughs> bums me out a little bit. Right. Um, I mean, very good job syncing it up, I guess. But uh, that was the, that was the choice that they made for the movie Polyjuice Potion because in the books they get their voices too. Right, it's not change. nearly as fun as watching, uh, what's her face play. Uh, oh, Bellatrix Lestrange play Hermione playing Bellatrix. Bellatrix yeah, Lestrange. that's fantastic. Helena Bottom Carter. Helena Bottom Carter playing Emma Watson oh, yeah. playing oh, Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah, but we'll we'll get to that in twenty hours. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like this. I do like this gag. I didn't know you could read. Apparently that was ad lib. Yeah. <laughs> it's delivered so, so well too. The timing's perfect. Yeah. Hmm. An ad lib, as yeah. uh, as we're being told. So, which is great. I'm gl I'm glad they left it in. I'm sure that cracked up the the crew when, how, when that happened. I love how Malfoy's haircut is totally dumb and makes no sense unless you consider that if he lets it go like that for another ten years, he'll look exactly like his dad. Yeah. Because yeah. his dad just has the same haircut, just a lot longer. Yeah, before it was slick back, and now it's kind of a little bit off to the side. A yeah, bit swept. he's yeah, he's experimenting with his comb. Yeah, it it I, it was ex I I I've I heard that uh, uh, this guy I I think it was in Harry history the guy who plays Crab um, was actually a very cool guy and very very well, excited yeah, about he was being in it. Really, he back, was I'm like sure. the the son or yeah he was the son of someone that she knew. In the uh, like, you know, the fan site world. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, 
Keith Hawk's the one that runs MuggleNet. He runs right? MuggleNet. Yeah. So he probably knows the the uh, lady over at uh, Leaky Cauldron. Yeah. So, um, so he could probably say more about that if people were interested. But, um, yeah, I was going somewhere with that. Polyjuice potion. Yeah. Uh, one of the things about it is in the books, it's described as taking like three months yeah. to make. It takes six, I think. It takes like three months to make, and then it's very very thick, kind of like it uh, was just shown. But then later they're like sipping it out of little tiny flasks with like yeah. little tiny openings and they're just using it for everything. You know. You'd think that like there'd be whole businesses of selling DNA of attractive people. Yeah, right. And hmm. stuff. Ooh, that, like, gets, I've got, that goes I'm, to a weird place. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. It would go selling, there. Selling like people yeah. who sell celebrity like relics. Yes. But yes. so you could become the celebrity. Yes, I would buy like 30 gallons of polyjuice potion and like, <laughs> you know. A, a bunch of like I don't know James Franco and Scarlett Johansson hair. Oh, and, <laughs> and just, yeah, just trade off. To a weird place. I would just I would just I'd sip one, then I'd sip the other, and it would get <laughs> no, no, and no. just have a night of it. No, 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 no. I, I, you, you take the James Franco oh, okay. to go out and get laid, and then if you don't feel like going out, you take the Scarlett Johansson and just take a bunch of pictures of yourself. Okay. Later. Just to uh, flesh it out, since that we uh, dropped that conversation line, the actor <laughs> uh, was sentenced to two years in jail for taking part in the London riots. Oh. Uh, he was uh, apparently swigging from champagne bottles and was cleared of intending to destroy or damage property with a petrol bomb he was picture holding. That's oh, amazing. Geez. The fat, the fat tubby one, like firebombing stuff yeah. and drinking out of a champagne uh, bottle. Almost that's amazing. About to. Screaming YOLO with a Chav accent. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, this little bit here of the of them uh, running into themselves was that their half polyjuice cells was. Who are those cut. guys? Yeah, they weren't anyone that have been in this movie. Yeah, although talk about clueless. To be fair, they they have the exact same thing uh, that you know every every year it's like <laughs> oh hey you're a seventh year I guess you've been here the whole time but we never really talked to you before. Well, it's like those two guys you know on their IMDb's they've got uh, I played Harry Potter and Vince Crab. Nice, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because I was in the middle. Moaning Myrtle is so creepy. Yeah. The fact that, I mean, it's the fact that she's not a teenager or a child doing, doing especially in, you know, Goblet, when she's, when yes, she's doing the, all that the business. the sauna. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll little, talk about it. It's a little... Yeah. Thank you. Why does hers last so much longer than theirs? Good point. Uh, no, hers, because it got it got messed up because you're not supposed to do it with animals. So it, so it, it you are not longer? supposed to do that. Well, it it got screwed up and it basically didn't revert. Internet. Like she got, it's it's an injury. Her being turned into a cat is an injury that that. Oh takes man, a while to you heal. know if she went to like Madame Pomfrey about she that. did, and it was in the book she does, and and it's like okay, we're just gonna skate over how we. Don't well, yeah, in the nineties they'd be like, oh, this must be some magical accident. But like in twenty thirteen, if your student goes to you at Hogwarts is like, I accidentally turned myself into a cat, be like. Do yeah. we need to talk about this? <laughs> this is an improper use of magic. <laughs> Madame Promptery must see a lot of very strange injuries, though. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's something that could be addressed. the 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 world I, of you know sexuality among wizards must be really interesting. Uh, I guess. I mean, like, I don't want to delve into it specifically, but just think about. Well, there's entire websites where you can delve. Well, into yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I w- I do wish that there was a, there was the little detail in this scene where there was the one. Uh, tap that wasn't working because that is the the kind That's of clue the, oh, the key the chamber tap. secrets <clears throat> is that uh that one that one doesn't work it's never worked and that's because it's not real it just uh 
disguised as the Chamber of Secrets. But yeah, her her just punching away at him. So for a thousand years, nobody has called a plumber. Exactly. <laughs> well, all they've had is Filch. He's like, what am I gonna do? I can just <laughs> they just magic the clog. Away. I can't just go in. All there. the others work. Use yeah. those. Well, even if they did have like, it's not broken. It works fine. It's just not a faucet. So, so maybe that there's a, that one uh, bad step on the on the stairs to the Gryffindor common room. Maybe that's a secret magic trigger as well. Yeah, exactly. It's Godric Gryffindor's closet of <laughs> well-known <laughs> facts. How good is the plumbing in England, or especially Hogwarts? Because did Ginny actually expect oh, he gets to be to able do to something flush useful. that diary down the toilet? Yes, that always see. bothered me. She flushed yeah, a she, book. She thought that was going to work. <laughs> well, uh, that, that no, but it me. got into the S bin. She specifically says like it hit her in the head. Yeah, yeah. Well, to I get mean, into the ministry, at some point they flushed themselves down. That's true. So she has a very limited understanding of like toilets. Yeah, she's probably. like she's like toilets just flush. Oh my gosh! Is she <laughs> wait? If her if her understanding of toilets is that limited, what must she thinks happens when she uses the toilet? It must it must it take goes to the ministry. It must take a decade to toilet train kids because they're like, I don't want to send this to the Ministry of Magic. That's just rude. What if it really did work that way too? Everyone in the ministry is like, <laughs> well, they, they just, like oh, they've God. got a bunch. They've happen. got a bunch of squibs like Filch, just like cleaning yeah. it up, like constantly. What are you gonna do? Live with the Muggles? Yeah, you enjoy your slavery. <laughs> we'll get you a cat. Seriously, I feel so terrible for Filch. <laughs> now that I really just think about it, who he plays in? I know. It, I, I'm torn between the Red Wedding and yeah. and the fact that they're working a. Clearly, old is, man to death. That ghost is a good student. Yeah, I know. Well, she's still trying to pass that damn test. <laughs> she's trying to pass that test <laughs> in the last about, movie. Yeah. <laughs> is this a extended scene? Yes, this okay. is extended. Because so. I don't remember that ghost at all. Yeah, the ghost is new, and then it comes right into here with him um, yeah. doing that. I remember at the time, uh, right around now was when I was starting to get into visual effects, and the appearing and disappearing text was like, oh, my God. And so we started trying to figure out how to do that, which now it's, you know, fractal noise. Woo. What, what? But, um, yeah, at the time it was really fun. And it's actually Is really fun. Shout out to fractal noise. Fractal noise. Yes. My peeps know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> what up, fool? <laughs> yeah. Got your back, bro. Um, but, uh, uh if you if you watch even even you know at this at this very high level of visual effects, there's one sh- this shot moves <laughs> while they're uh, during this, and everything else the shot is static whenever any of this business is going on because they're uh-huh. like nope too much money don't don't want to do it. Can I just say as uh, someone who is uh, taught at the elementary and middle school level, I think he's got really good handwriting. I was going to say the quill. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Impressive. I can't. I can't write like that. Actually, when you use a quill, it's actually Jim Cameron's hands. No, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Finnefter is here. Yeah, yes, he is. Right. He, I just Brian. came straight from set. He Hello. picked his spot for. for Although you spot. look, you actually look appropriate with the with the scarf. Well, yeah. it's it's. Oh, sorry. I'm rocking my Ravenclaw scarf. Yeah, All right. Ravenclaw. It's Zarban, me, and Brian on Ravenclaw. I'm the only Gryffindor. Well, Kyle's a, a Gryffindor. Apparently. Mike's a Hufflepuff. Did you know Mike's a Hufflepuff? That's According to Pottermore? Yeah. I hope yeah. you don't think of him differently. Oh. Yeah, man. No, that changes everything. You're a little... You know. yeah. <laughs> Shut no, up. But one thing I will say is, uh, having written with a quill before, for reasons that I could get into but won't, 
Um, <laughs> it actually tends to make your handwriting like that because of the way you have to move it around the page. Right. It naturally has that sort of angle to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also very hard to write with a quill. I don't know. I did one year of Waldorf, and that happened to be the year that they allowed the children to use pens. Mm-hmm. And we started with uh, ink pens, like like cartridge pens. And it's super fun, but a super annoying thing to do. Mm. Especially, like, this is the first pen as a Waldorf kid you're allowed to use. So it's like, oh, that's awful. <laughs> I don't know what a Waldorf is. It's so. a specific type of private school run mm. by hippies. They don't let kids touch pens until they're like they you have to use colored pencils Wait, what why well, was that colored a misspelling pencils? in the rule book or okay what? that was funny too but whatever something something hippies tim they don't let kids I, tell pens. yeah they give you wands though I mean. can we can we address the fact that harry's proper name is harry and tom riddle's proper name is tom right chloe's brother's, Harold, chloe's brother's name is sam not uh, samuel what's your point Tom That's just a very strange. It is odd. Idea. I've, I've known. I've. It, it's a more common thing, although it wouldn't have been back in Tom's days. You would think, but. Um, I don't. He, it, what you, you, to, his that name your name is the, that your name is the is the nickname basically, as opposed to Tom is the nickname for Thomas. Harry is the nickname for Harold. Uh, I knew someone at Harry at my is a nickname. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. He's for, Harry, for Harold. I think he's although I've also be, heard, I've and met, I don't get this one at all, that it's a it's a nickname for Theodore. Which that one no, I don't get at all. Teddy. No, yeah, Teddy, Teddy too. But I, I heard someone say that Harry was a Theodore thing too. I think Harry. And is then also to Ned be... is short for Edward, which That's is true. Yeah. What? Nettie no <laughs> Doty in the kitchen. Well, I mean, Harry might have started as a as a abbreviation for Harold, but I've met people named Harry, and I've never ever met someone named Harold. Really? Well, true. Yeah. I think that Harry is supposed to be named after Harry James, the the band leader. Well, maybe his father's name is James, so that would make sense. Harry James Potter, yeah, but I but there's no they never mentioned that or anything. Mm. Anybody been to Edinburgh? I have a long time ago. But, oh, we've talked about this, yeah. I've been to Greyfriars, the um, uh, Greyfriars Kirkyard, which is the graveyard behind the Elephant Cafe. Yes. Of Greyfriars um, Bobby fame. Uh, Greyfriars Bobby is of Greyfriars Kirkyard fame. Well, okay, um, <laughs> fine. Just shut me down. That's cool. Yeah, you can wander around in there and just see all of these. Uh, gravestones where just everybody from Harry Potter is buried. <laughs> she just wandered around and just took names off of off of tombstones <laughs> and out of mausoleums and just was like, all right, that's a cool name. And oh, Tom Riddle and a bunch of other characters are all Tom Riddle's really just there. straight up a name from that t- from a tombstone over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Grop. <laughs> Grop. <laughs> Grop Hagrid from, of the sure. Hagrid line. Of course. Uh, well, it is yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah, what is so. young Hagrid? His guy? size double is being is uh, is playing young Hagrid, so you can actually see his nose and, and face. Although in the voice of Robbie Coltrane. That's not the guy that played Chewbacca. No, <laughs> it does You're seem kind of like it. No, Mayhew would be hunched over yeah. at this point. Oh. He just got leg surgery. He just did. Yeah, that's true. I do feel well. I, then he's probably doubly hunched over. I gotta say, I feel terrible yeah. for uh, the son? VFX people who had to rotoscope Harry out of every shot so that they could do this. I love how they acted like that color. thing could be the, the monster of the chamber. It, yeah. I mean, sure, it's a spooky big spider, but... It's not even that big. Yeah, no. It's like a... I ah, mean, it's, it's, it's big, It was a Jumanji spider. Yeah. I, it, it is big, but not as big as we know they get. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it wasn't I would not be cool with that one. Spider is gonna I would still not be cool with that one, but... I actually would m- much rather fight the Shelob spider than the Jumanji spider because... That thing moved really fast, and Shelob, like, I could get, like, I don't know, behind a door that she couldn't get through. 
Can I say something? that uh, I feel bad for uh, Daniel Radcliffe as a kid growing up for all of the scenes over so many years where he had just this, like stare and react at other things. Yeah, it's actually like a fairly difficult thing to do as an actor because it's it it's very easy to feel unnatural doing it. And there's so much time where he's just like watching something play out in front of him, some pensive thing or yeah. the Tom Riddle's diary or whatever. Where he's like, "Oh, yeah. this this thing is weird and shocking." Yeah, I, I, I feel okay. really bad about the way uh, Dan Radcliffe had to grow up. There's, 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. There's a terrible social psychology uh, experiment with called I think it's Baby Willie, where they made a the, an orphan. Uh, terrified of white, soft, fluffy things, just like predator, like they would pinch it. Uh, and they so, tried to condition the orphan to be afraid of teddy bears. Yeah, okay. basically. So I'm just like someone Did raised it work? to react to like tennis balls on a stick. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Did, they, did the experiment work? <laughs> now he's terrified. Oh of yes, tennis balls. no, that kid, that kid's messed up. <laughs> they didn't. That's not his real name. Unfortunately, yeah. hooray, a science success. Yeah, hooray for social. Yeah, this is why we have rules. This is why yeah. we have Scientologists stop feeding them. Yeah. So yeah, now right now they think that I don't I don't know how they think Hagrid is the heir of Slytherin. <laughs> if they yeah. took three seconds to really think about this, yes, they well. But to be fair, wait, what am I missing? Why wouldn't he be? What? Why wouldn't he be the heir of Slytherin? The, look, well, he might <laughs> be the, the hell? heir. Of Slytherin, he's Hagrid. Look well, at him. for yeah. one thing, he's a half breed, yeah. so that's kind of disqualifying. For another, his dad's a muggle, and everyone knows that's that, not, even if they didn't know oh, he was half giant. It's, it's not dis, uh, who's racist now. It's not necessarily disqualifying if you because uh, well, Voldemort, Voldemort is half is, blood. Yeah, 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 that's he's true. not ha- he's not half human, but he is only yeah. half blood, which is the you know one of the many uh, uh, Hitler parallels, as well. Wow, yeah. the Hitler parallels would be a great band name. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hitler had a Boy. secretary named Kennedy. Kennedy had a secretary named Hitler. Ginny just went straight up nuts in this room. She I love she and that. I love that I love that the first thing Neville says was, "I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know who did it, but I need you to come with me." And I didn't do it. And she yeah. was not <laughs> under anybody's influence when she did this. She was. This is this is her being sane. This is her. I gotta I gotta find that diary and get rid of it. I, I gotta believe- find that diary and get rid of it, or before it tells Harry I have a crush on him. That, well, that's, that's a good what point. happened yes. there. That's a very good point. That, I think that actually is implied in the book as a yeah. potential reason. That that pretty much is well. All of her all of her secrets are in it, but that was a major one that Tom Riddle. How many was other like, secrets uh, could she have? Not a very good. <laughs> really, <secret>. she's eleven. <laughs> it's true. Also, I uh, there was another time that I ha- had a monster eat classmates of mine. <laughs> now she's wearing nice. a deer stalker witch hat. Yeah, McGonagall has a witch <laughs> version a of every days. hat. Yeah, I know it's the best. I I think it's she's like okay, the game is canceled. People are clearly on the pitch. Playing a game hmm. right now, so oh and poor Hermione. She's out for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. This must be Although, a dummy, right? Yeah, that's a dummy. I saw that's someone. Fantastic. I, 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 I would bid ten thousand dollars for the dead Hermione dummy. Oh dear. To just okay, have, no, again. not not no, for that place. reason. <laughs> no, just to have it like in my closet. <laughs> like, okay, again, weird place. Not better. <laughs> Where's well, Tara in the chat? No, I want you to know that this would be a weird thing, but not a weird sex thing. <laughs> no, no, it's weird, but not weird. Like I'm comfortable thing. being a lunatic, but not a sexual lunatic. Yeah. Oh, I'll it's murder just you. Just part of my just collection. Less rape. Yes. <laughs> it would go with all my other female mannequins. <laughs> I collect mannequins. You know. 
This happens. That's the worst thing. I'm just saying do. someone has that Hermione dummy. That is true. And it's probably I, in I someone's really closet, and I wish I were that guy. Jeez. <laughs> it's like every year they're like, well, we may have to close the school because people <laughs> get just about murdered again. Yeah. Like when they try and come and fire Dumbledore, they act like uh, it's this da, da, da. huge injustice. Yeah. But he deserves it badly. <laughs> Wasn't it like the red herring shots? Some point of like the. The re- like the the perspective of the rest of the students at Hogwarts yeah. is just like every year is about friggin' Harry and he yes. comes and he does something annoying and every year I'm some of us get killed my and Harry's involved. Yeah, the first you. the first one was uh, you know, year one was that the year that Harry that um, Harry Potter and his friends broke all the school rules <laughs> and won all the won the the House Cup at the last second. Here's to the crazy ones, right? Yeah, <laughs> whatever that is made of, I want one of those. The invisibility cloak. Yeah, it's made of. I'll, I'll pull that. I'll up. It's, it's made of the Grim Reaper's cloak. When we when we get to the end, remember uh, for Deathly Hallows, yeah. we'll talk yeah. about which one we'd want. I imagine, but yeah. Okay. Well, which of those magic items? We you would will want? be out of things to talk about by then, I imagine. Um. <clears throat> but yeah. Because because the whole story is predicated on which one which brother chose and how <laughs> well, that I guess worked that's out true, for yeah. them. Not well, as no. as I recall. Well, worked out for the one that chose the invisibility cloak. So I guess we know which one you should pick. <laughs> exactly. Cool. We finished a conversation, conversation over. We finished a conversation <laughs> we haven't had yet. I love. I. I. I love that. Uh, It'll make it easier when we get there. I do. I do enjoy Hagrid's first. Like the the minister. He he's he thinks the the minister of magic is going to come to his house, and he's like, "All right, I'll have my crossbow ready." <laughs> <laughs> crossbow here. <laughs> Just that in case I have to shoot the president. Hagrid's a secret wizard libertarian. That's going to go really well for him. <laughs> oh, Hagrid yeah. is totally the crazy wizard libertarian. <laughs> oh, definitely. He lives like right on the edge of the forest. He runs around with centaurs. Wait, is that a libertarian thing? Well, is it he, like he, Ron Paul 2012, I love centaurs? No, I, it isn't. He'd probably get more support. It isn't because there aren't centaurs. But if you're asking me, hey, Kyle, if you had a choice, would you live in a on the edge of an enchanted forest with centaurs? Yes. It's better than voting. <laughs> lot better return on investment. Wait, what do centaurs get you that voting doesn't, sir? You get to hang out with centaurs! Yeah, you're assuming the centaurs... They're dudes! You're assuming the centaurs want to hang out with you. Well, yeah, but... They don't. I'm hoping they're bros. Like... They don't look like bros. They look angry. Well, Bane's kind of a bro. Ferenz is all, like, weird and, like... Who's your favorite centaur? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, here here (laughs) we go. You watch Friendship is Magic, so I'm not going to have this conversation with you. (laughs) So, I like uh, friends, dude. I just I, think centaurs might be mad at me. I like dudes and I like horses. God damn it, I can't <laughs> get out of this sounding good. So. From the uh, from the perspective of uh, uh, other students, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, I lost it because of the thing, but hold on. Damn it. I'll pull it up. Oh, here we go. Uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Go away, Google. Stop it. Uh, the year Harry Potter and his dumb friends broke all the rules and Dumbledore gave him a bunch of house points for it. Yeah. And then this one is, the year Harry Potter mysteriously started talking to snakes and then suddenly a giant effing snake started trying to kill all the Muggleborns. <laughs> <laughs> year three. Year, th- year three is the year a murderer broke into the castle to kill Harry Potter and we had to sleep on the floor while soul-sucking <laughs> monsters floated around. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the werewolf. Yeah. Wait a minute. Colin Creevy is a muggle-born, and he has a brother who is also a wizard? Yeah. What are the chances of that? Yeah, I guess it's... Uh, it's well, a, it's, a, it's a recessive ask, gene. Ask his mother. Mm. So, 
the milkman so is a wizard? Both, both of his, both of the parents were half bloids, so it's a one in four chance for each. So how does it work with squibs? I, I, I buy yes. that. I buy that. How does it work with squibs? Didn't Rowling completely screw up how genetics work when she was figuring out how people would be wizards and muggles and whatnot? Almost certainly. All right. Okay. Sure. Thanks, scientists. As long as we're all clear. I wish she hadn't. I answered one question. This is, this is the scene where we begin in Harry Potter to go south into the Star Wars politics. It's like, mm, I'm not sure I... We start. We start. This isn't seeing, a kids' film anymore. We well, yeah. We start. The world starts expanding into the world of wizard politics. I think it's. I think it's better done than in Star Wars because the, the sure. story ultimately becomes about the politics of this world. Whereas yeah. Star Wars is sort of like, oh yeah, we're just gonna be uh, the the. The story became about like the political maneuverings, which yeah, could have been. Wow, they cleared the Star Wars prequel bar, you say? Yeah. Well, this yeah. is a cool scene because it's the Ministry comes to escort Dumbledore away from Hogwarts, and he's like, "Okay, I'll come quietly." And then no, no, Hagrid. Great, they they escort. Oh, I guess yeah, Dumbledore they, is yeah, removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. suspended. But then it's it's got that awesome parallel later after everything's gone to hell, and uh, Dumbledore is again uh, approached by the Ministry, and they're going to take him away and he's like well this time how about i don't do that yeah well, and instead i'm awesome that time they were going to take him to azkaban this time <laughs> oh, yeah. they're just like yeah how about you uh go, where does he go? go go home yeah go to the beach or something godric's hollow i guess yeah i guess so i love how there's no actual gradation in apparently wizard holding facilities it's either yeah. you're free <laughs> yes, right. or you go to the ultimate maximum security yeah. oh <laughs> good god facility well to be fair a minimum security wizard prison wouldn't do much. Right. That's a good, that's a good point. Right. Well, you take away their wands and they're kind of powerless yeah, at that point. they can still kind of magic about. Yeah, the first thing a 10-year-old does in this movie is remove something from its cage. Yeah, yeah. that's true. On accident, just because he liked it. So there's really like, you, there can there can be only one wizard prison, really, because it's got to have all of the security. So this is a pretty, pretty big compression. Actually, yeah. Hagrid's gone, and then and then they spend a bunch of time. So he and and Ron making faces, uh, as he does for most of this movie. And he's still adorable. Yeah, he is. But the follow the butterflies line got a always gets a huge laugh. Like when people watch it, I remember in theaters and stuff, and I'm like, it's not that funny. Come on. But their threshold for humor is lower than yours. I guess so. Well, the Big Bang Theory is huge, so why not? Yeah. Um, um, this and this is an interminable sequence, a, and it kind of is in the in the theatrical, but even more so in the extended. This is a hugely extended sequence. There's no way a mastiff would just be like ignoring those spiders. Yeah, he'd either be running away or eating them. I it's think an this enchanted mastiff. I don't. I don't like it, the way it? that I thought it was just Maybe. a mastiff. I don't like the way that this was uh, done, where we see the car first. And we see that it is clearly the car as opposed to a noise in the forest. And it's like, oh, my God, there's a monster. We're going to get eaten. And then it reveals it's the car. Right. Like, you see the car. Then you see the car again. <laughs> then he says, Harry, Harry, it's our car. Yeah. And, and he's go. there's something out there. It's like, yeah, we know it's the car because we already saw it. You did a close up just now. And then I mean, they walk away from the car. Yeah. OK, bye. <laughs> 
So that's interesting. Probably has nothing to do with what's happening next. Yeah. So this happens to be the uh, one movie that I did manage to do any preparation. Oh. Uh, completely coincidentally, because I was home for Thanksgiving and this happened to be on television. Oh, I was like, yeah. I should probably watch at least one of these <laughs> for preparation. Uh, and it was this one. Uh, but is, first of all, the the whole car hitting the tree in the beginning is... Did you guys make the point, have the conversation, like, that's completely pointless, like, five minutes of screen time? Yes. Okay. Pretty much. And well, the, the entire business with the car is, is it, it, Yeah, it's all. I mean, and the whole, like... Aside from, aside from sa- saving them from the spiders. Which, which is a complete deus ex machina, because else. it's just like every time they're in a jam, the car flies out of nowhere yeah. and saves them for no reason, because it's Well, magic. it can't fly anymore. It can't. It, it's, uh, fly. it's flying you know, circuits were destroyed It works. It's strike. just, yeah, it's unreliable, yeah. What? How does it... It flies again? <laughs> it flies again. Yes. When? In a second. Or I thought like it just, 20 minutes. I thought it just hauled ass out of the forest. Like, No, it hauls oh. ass and then they make it fly. And they oh, fly and okay. Then it crashes. You're right, you're right, you're right. But it briefly flies. Yeah. So we still haven't got to Aragog yet. They're just walking I didn't actually see it forest. happen, but I glanced at the chat. Apparently there was a long conversation about the IRA going on. Yeah. They were... The, the, Everyone's like, stop it. Stop talking yeah. about that. Well, someone suggested that the Death Eaters were modeled after the IRA. Nah. I think it's I pretty think clear it's a, that they're, you know. They're like half Nazi and then the, the f- for the film at least, they're certainly half KKK the way they're initially designed at least. Yeah. For sure, yeah. But How are they the IRA? Because they used a bomb to I blow guess up so. a bridge? I don't they don't sure. want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So, <laughs> the... Um, so this is a, this is an actual animatronic like it's for real there. What? And, yeah. Well, I would for real not be there. Yeah. Jesus. Ru- this is this is where Rupert grints. A lot of his reactions are pretty good because he legit hates spiders. And this huge <laughs> ass thing came out of the ground at him. He's like, <laughs> Oh God, no way. Yeah. I want it for my closet. <laughs> <laughs> No, what I want to do is replace one of the that, that animal band at Jackie Cheese with that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like kids sitting there and this thing crawls out. But they they had the live playback of the voice, uh, which was Julian Glover doing the voice for oh, Aragog. Nice. And then, um, yeah, uh, the smaller spiders I've are often thought that digital. he reminded me of a spider. <laughs> that spider has a mustache. They wanted to give it, uh, since Aragog is supposed to be... Um, Blind. They wanted to give him kind of whitish eyes. They are kind of milky. Yeah. For they're not. They're not as milky as they. they yeah. Could I like how the clue here is uh, go into the the woods and talk to the giant spider. He'll he'll vouch for me. Yeah. Look, that spider has yeah. a bill for Burmley mustache. <laughs> the monster. This is my yeah. character witness. Exactly. Go talk to the monster. <laughs> he will he will express uh, everything that you need to know. And I also loved in that scene where he's like, if somebody has to find something out, they should. Uh, Talk to the spiders, and I love, and he's, that's all I have to say. And Fudge is like, "Okay then." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he probably isn't all that like he, okay. But I love because Dumbledore does that. Yeah. He'll just be it's like, cause, well, it's exactly Dumbledore was doing that. He he was making like a pronouncement, and he's like, "Okay, Dumbledore just says that." And then Hagrid's like, "Okay, I'm gonna try and do like Dumbledore does," and it just completely biffs it, and it's ridiculous. Well, because Fudge is like, "Okay, everybody's crazy. We need to yeah. get out of here before it affects me." Well, because Dumbledore is is given to making pronouncements that don't make a lot of sense. Right. I'd like to say a few words. Nitwick, Pipsqueak. What's the last one? What? 
the the speech he gives at the uh, oh uh, nitwit nitwit on meant blubber squeak tweak tweak tweak, tweak. blubber yeah, tweak yeah. which I always thought that was a very phantom told with note that they never really kind of go back to that tone again yeah I want to say a few words and yeah. then he just says a few words like, <laughs> he that's, says a few random words that's not, yeah you know that's not Dumbledore that well that is to to me that established Dumbledore in my mind and maybe that's why I think of him that way that's why you think of him as Merlin from yeah Sword and Stone because he's just as weird because that's absolutely Look at that wacky guy. Totally, it's I'm also going to Bermuda just, yeah just feels, amuse himself yeah it, well it feels kind of calculated to me that this is the first time that these young people are ever seeing him they don't know who he is yeah. he's the headmaster but he's not a bad guy right I'm not and, pretentious yeah I you know here's some fun words because we're here to have fun yeah. And yeah, all the all the other kids are like, he's like, so is he crazy? He's like, he's awesome, but yes, he's extraordinarily crazy. He's the greatest wizard who ever lived. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Convicted felons in tenured positions. Yeah. Huzzah! Yeah. I trust you. Cool. Seriously, in the next movie, he hires a werewolf and doesn't <laughs> tell right, the parents yes. and <laughs> acts like that's okay. <laughs> we have potions. Yeah. We'll be all right. Which he doesn't take. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. I know that's fake. That's terrible. What? Oh, it's it only works on spiders. So I, spiders go away. Well, all this, uh, like we said, all the spells in this movie are just like a long flash of light, and then something goes tumbling away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's sort of. I was thinking about that a second ago, and if I, I was asking myself the question: Do I like the way what wands do looks in these movies? Well, it depends and, on what movie you're talking about. Well, they they have a couple looks. And they and they have a couple different implementations. Sometimes it's the weird goopy like you know bits of slag flying off when he and Voldemort connect. But sometimes it's just like, so here's trap code shine. Uh, yeah. Some, well, sometimes and, they're but just uh, generally Roman candles. in the in the in the books. Do they ever explain? Unless it's a thing that creates red sparks or something that the wands yes. make a thing happen. The, there are different. Effects. Or is it just you point at a stick at a thing and then it changes into a gopher? Well, it depends. Like there's different effects. Uh, you know there there's. You know, like they describe Lumos as being like a soft glow on the end of the wand. You know, they they describe I mean, Avada Kedavra as being more a flash of green light yeah. than a jet of anything. Well, the, my, I have a particular problem with Lumos in these movies because the effect they use for Lumos, and it'll be more evident when we actually have it in front of us, but what they do is they have the tip of the wand glowing. They didn't mm-hmm. do an interactive light on set, so it's just a, a process did. glow. Or, they did for most well, of it. Some of them. But the thing that really kills me is the tip of the wand is glowing, and it has this interesting, like aberration effect that's very very slowly striating away they, from the point they source did that in, in and i don't like that slow look i yeah. don't i don't like the way that light moves slowly on screen they and the speed at which they just hit the ground would have like killed them both yeah they were landed right on the corner in the, in the chat room hey, don't slim, nitpick i'm trying to nitpick over here <laughs> Cruddy slim makes a really good point that uh, i always thought that that dumbledore's few words would have come back later yeah. somewhere and been important that's exactly the kind of thing i think that jk rowling does do that she she tosses in some innocuous detail and then later on decides i'll use that and make it important mm-hmm. and then it will seem like i was planting it and that's an example of where she didn't happen to do that i don't know <laughs> it's uh, like we talked about before it's it's impossible to really say where he, i love I, I love that he's like oh well the giant spider said hagrid didn't do it so clearly everything is fine and everyone will um, at, at least there's no uh, indication that anyone else believes them. <laughs> I remember someone referring to this uh, as Harry Potter in the third act where Hermione is still doing all the work even though she's literally a rock. Yes. That's just rude. Right. 
And it wouldn't be laying down in my closet either. It'd be standing up, so she'd be like, <laughs> oh my weird, okay. like right. thriller pose. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody found this. Yeah. Well, they didn't. They yeah, didn't some physical thorough medical by the way. examination you gave. Exactly. Well, no, I guess yeah. The the whole of the medical examination is like that. She yep, looks yep, petrified. <laughs> well, we got to figure out the mandrake Let's thing. Let's not I guess. bother to put her in this pajamas or anything. This is the third or, or fourth person. Right. So at this point, they didn't you even know put her in like some on. clothes to yeah. keep her warm. She's laying on top of the bed in a skirt. She's fine. That's what I'm doing too. <laughs> See, it doesn't work on the live stream, but it'll work for the future listeners. Spiders flee before it. There we go. The monster is a basilisk. Oh. In a thousand years, Hermione is the only person who managed to figure this out. Well, it's been trapped oh, all that's that true. time, right? It, it hasn't has, been It, it hasn't only came been out, out one since, other time. Yeah, it only came out when Voldemort was What a school. terrible thing that Salazar Slytherin did. Like, oh. someday, someday. In, in 900 years. <laughs> when 900 years old, you reach. Yeah. No wonder that snake's all pissed off. It's been hibernating. Yeah, but it is kind of a, 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 a cheat. It works because at this point you're still thinking, well, these are kids' stories and, and stuff like that. The fact that they managed to not kill anybody and have effectively no permanent consequences for the events that go on um, in this story. And that's something I think that, that for me, um, as, as I went on reading the, the books, what really caught my interest and caught my attention was when that change started happening and it wasn't episodic and like, okay, everything's reset at the end. There were no permanent consequences. Everyone recovered and blah, blah. There started to be legitimately permanent consequences and, and very unfair things started to happening and very unfair consequences, you know, bad things happening to good people. Uh, but here it's still, Oh, nobody was, nobody was killed because they happened to have a camera and water and a mirror and, you know, a ghost, in front of them. And uh, they're still working on the blocking with these kids, too. Because it's like, okay, we're going to go have a conversation over there now. Just to continue. <laughs> and then, okay, we had a couple lines. Let's go walk over there. <laughs> and we will talk some more. <laughs> Poor Jenny Weasley. People, uh, what I... They don't have any uh, security cameras in this, uh, this I know. school. They, and we just found out that they have a PA system. You'd think they could have, <laughs> they'd have something to, to... Wait, they have a PA? It wasn't someone using Sonora? Well, it's yeah, you're right. It probably was. I know. I'm right, Michael. I remember in the... Uh, you don't get it as much in the, in the movie. Uh, although he's, he's been more awful in the books up to this point. Yes. Lockhart. Um, there was a there's a whole sequence that they cut, that they didn't uh, uh, I'm sure e even shoot, but uh, in uh, around Valentine's Day he's trying to he's trying to lift everyone's spirits so he can scripts a bunch of dwarfs to come in and he dresses <laughs> yeah. them as cupids and there are these surly little cupids going around singing Valentines to people and that kind of that kind of sense of humor is the kind that I think has been um, is missing from from. Most of the movies. I was going to say the early movies, but it's largely missing from most of the movies. And they were fed up with him by this point, and so all of the teachers gang up on on uh, Lockhart in the book quite a bit more. In the chamber forever. How messed up is that? He's like, haha, I'm going to make you write that <laughs> note about yourself. 
Sucks to be Ginny Weasley. But why is that happening? Why is he making Ginny leave messages? I don't know. To actually lure Harry. Oh, because he wants to lure Harry. Yeah, because he Damn. knows Harry's gonna come down, even though he's gonna suck. Look at that fly cravat that that man has on. Seriously, the outfits he wears in this movie, every <laughs> single one, could be a separate Doctor Who, and all of them yes. are awesome. Yeah. He's the most colorful character. In he's this awesome. Film as well. Yeah. Like literally, in terms of I like his version of reality. Visually. Like, well, yes, I can wear this vest and cape. Yeah. To this fight. <laughs> Who even cares? Nobody. Who's going to question me? So at this point, he, I mean, he's revealing that he's a fraud. Why doesn't he have his wand and he's ready to wipe their memories yeah. so he can escape? Or because why even tell them? children. Just be like, oh, what? yeah. He, he doesn't care. If he had any sense, he would just wipe their memories. But he doesn't. He would wipe their memories before he told them anything. They're like, you're leaving? He's like, yep. Bam, bam. <laughs> well, he's not an idiot. I would point out that Gilderoy Lockhart played for the Ravenclaw Quidditch team. Did he? Yes, he did. How do we know this? I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things Rowling said. But yeah, he's... He's, he's uh, a Ravenclaw. He then. is a Ravenclaw. See, that's what I mean. They're, they're not he all black and white. Through. Yeah. The, the you'd, almost, you'd almost think he, he could even be Slytherin because he's so... Or even he, He's more ambition than yeah. anything else, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Totally yeah, he's the bad side of Gryffindor. He's or the bad Ravenclaw, side of Ravenclaw, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's one of yours. Dismissed. So, and I will note that you you too are wearing a scarf. So. Yeah, he brought it for that purpose. Yeah, man. Pretentious scarves. That's that's Ravenclaw's thing. <laughs> so what? Chewy t-shirts or Gryffindor? I, I believe that yes. was year four of Chewbacca uh, shirts. The, are you the telling me Hagrid didn't wear a Chewbacca shirt to Hogwarts? I can't see it. Actually, I can't. Actually, I could see I could see Hagrid at like a dead show. Like, I could see him, like, waiting in line to get into, like, the Grateful Dead concert that takes five days. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know? Can you imagine Chewbacca? Yeah, I'll bet you Hagrid has an RV. I'll no, bet no, you no, he no, does. No, 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 Imagine how much Hagrid would love Chewie. Because he's, like, a magical creature and also oh a big God. hairy dude who he can no, hang Hagrid out with. No, like, Hagrid would be, like, petting Chewie and shit. And, and Oh, there's a net. I have to buy a net. Uh, and then, like, Chewie would be getting really offended by it. He'd be like, I am a person, man. And then they'd punch each other and they'd fight and wrestle and they'd both be giant and strong and it they'd be best friends yeah I'll, that's I'll, my fanfic I your head just got very happy didn't it like yeah. you, you guys no, just always let him win at all uh, of that chess. beard at once yeah let him win at wizard chess exactly <laughs> there's more than a few shots in the, i i think this is arguably the awkward phase film just because this is the this is the film where most of the kids are getting visible acne and it's they didn't uh do the full-on treatment like they tried to cover it in makeup, but a lot of the light is so harsh that you can still kind of see it. And they, at this time, it wasn't something where they just throw it to someone and be like, "I eh, clean up the acne." Right. At that point, it's three hundred bucks an hour flame session to to actually do that. Everyone got kind of sexed up by the next film, either yeah. by you know puberty or Quaron or Quaron. <laughs> That's such an obvious. Nobody in a thousand years has been like, "What's well, a snake in, here?" In the book, the... it's just like a little tiny scratch. Yeah, like someone took like a paper underneath. Clip. Yeah, not yeah. not visible. Which Salazar Slytherin just resorted to like he builds this whole contraption, <laughs> yeah. and then he's just like, "He's uh, crawling." How am I gonna let people know? With like a, a he's lying on the floor. Knife. He's lying on his back on the floor of a girl's bathroom, just carving <laughs> Scra a little S scraping a little snake snakey. into the bottom of a kitchen of a bathroom. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> They'll never find it. <laughs> I wonder how I wonder how Voldemort found it. I, that that's never he explained. was hanging out under the kitchen under the bathroom sink. Yeah, in the girls' bathroom, <laughs> looking at a snake. 
There's a little reference we we got past it with um, uh, what's her name? Um, Mor- Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Yeah, she talks about Shirley uh, Henderson. Is yeah, her name. she came in here because Olive Olive Hornsby was making fun of her, and in the story. Because that's what got her killed, she haunted Olive Hornsby for like 20 years <laughs> until Olive went to the ministry and was like, please do something. And that's how M- Myrtle got banished back to Hogwarts. Eddie. Hey, check this out. Wait, wait, oh, real quick, before Eddie, oh, sorry. No, no, I wasn't trying to like, oh. get your attention. I want to throw something into the chat room real quick. Interesting thing from the Walken dude. He says, okay, here's the deal. I will donate $20. For every wicket Australia takes, and it's a Quidditch. I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. Cricket, Cr- not Quidditch. Cricket, not Quidditch. The, the Quidditch. It's an it might as well be Cricket, cricket is you a real sport. You guys are both correcting my joke. I'm, I'm making a joke about how it's a made-up game that no one ever plays. Ah, cricket, la la la. <laughs> anyway, cricket. so I will donate $20 for every wicket Australia takes in the cricket against England today. Two so far, and two for every point the Bulls score against the Pistons. Play now, games with you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you that awesome. is the first person I've ever met who's into basketball and cricket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ever. it's an eclectic sports combination there. Yeah. Oh, man. Because well, Australians and Indians usually don't care about basketball, and they're the only people I know of that care about cricket. Wait, so wait a minute. The basilisk hasn't been in suspended animation for a thousand years. No, it's, it's been eating rats. Been eating rats and stuff. Yes. What it's a miserable, pissed-off basilisk yeah. that's got to be. I'd be pissed off, too. I mean, again, sympathizing with your antagonist here. <laughs> if you're a snake eating rats for a thousand years, and you're racist to begin with, um, and then you see three succulent humans, come on. Like, that's... Throw a snake a bone or something like it's just it, it, some dude bought you to to bury you under fault. a girl's basement because he was racist. Yeah, because <laughs> I love I love his totally crappy like even <laughs> <laughs> it, it yeah yeah now he's an exceptional coward <laughs> as we as we could as, as we learn later and as was presumably kind of made up later uh, the wand might actually now belong to Gilderoy Lockhart. But since it's broken, <laughs> it's what? gonna backfire on him anyway. What the other wand? No, his wand. No, his, Ron's oh, wand. That's the whole. He big just plot snatched point. it out of his hand. So hey, I, I right, we the, got food time. Oh yeah, I love quick. the joke oh, yeah, of spello tape. By the yeah, way, yeah, spello tape is a great guy. So what is our what is our snack? Our snack. Okay, so it's still very hot, but this is the Chamber of Secrets: mystery, suspense, intrigue. Who knows what lurks behind the shrimp toast? Um, this no. club has everything. Yeah. No, anyway, so it's a cup because we uh, because I think soup belongs in a cup. That's just me. Um, but basically, the lid to the Chamber of Secrets is uh, shrimp toast. It's a puree shrimp with uh, some thyme, some lemon juice, some garlic, and some other stuff. And then inside is uh, the main dish. It's a it's a dashi made out of bacon and kelp, along with some shrimp and some uh, fr- straight from Tennessee and uh, courtesy Benton's Country Hams. Uh, although they're not a sponsor, I just love them. Uh, we got some. Uh, some slow smoked bacon there, so it's a shrimp bacony of the sea, but not, and then some shrimp toast on top to kind of help get it down. So Woo! enjoy. It's very hot, Thank you guys. You. Oh, you delicious. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. Use the fork. I would say use the fork to get your uh, your the shrimp and the bacon out of the cup first, and then kind of let the broth cool down a bit. So, so back to the movie. Thank you, Eddie. Um. This is this is I and I think I think Brana plays it wonderfully. The the loss of memory is like, oh, do you live here and, and all that. <laughs> Later on, there there is the one line that I I miss, where um, uh, they tell him he was a teacher. He's like, I was. I expect I was hopeless, wasn't I? <laughs> like, yeah, actually, hey, he actually uh, 
and know a little bit about yourself. Of course, it's very funny here, and it's a kids' book and stuff like that. But as of Order of the Phoenix, not in the not in the movie, but in the book, we discover that his memory has been irreparably damaged. They essentially lobotomize him. Yeah, and he's been lobot. He he lobotomized himself. Well, yes. He's he's never gonna he's never going to get better. And it's like, oh wow, that's actually way darker. Well, than he I thought starts to get better. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. When does he start to get better? In the at that uh, when they visit him, uh, she In says, Monkos? "Oh, he's starting to you yeah. know remember certain but things." That's what they always say. According to J.K. Rowling, he never he was never well, going to recover. So he, he got a little bit better. He remembered he liked signing autographs, but not yeah. why. <laughs> well, you know, it might be an improvement for him at this point. So, <laughs> all right, Alex Ruger, stand up. We're doing this. It's happening. It's happening. Hi. Hey, doing? so Alex is here, everybody, from Uncomposed. Hey. 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 hey! And since we're all eating food and no one's talking right now, I'm just going to throw you a question that you said you don't have no, an answer sorry. for. So Great. we were talking earlier about the score, and yeah. John Williams set up the first two or three movies, but he just, didn't finish the series, You right? call You call him no. in just as they're about to use recycled score from the previous film. Oh, did they? At which point... They like I know that like Despla ended up in there at one point. Yeah, Despla did Deathly Hallows. Um, I actually don't, I I actually don't recall the the guys in between. Um, I don't I don't remember their names off the top of my head. Um, so what what's your question though? It was Williams. Someone question? else someone no. else orchestrated based on Williams themes. Williams yes. came back for the third one. Fourth one was Patrick Doyle. Five and six were Nicholas Hooper, and Despla was the last one. Right on. I was just there gonna you. say, how do you feel about the job that Johnny Williams did setting up this whole thing for us? Um. I mean, Hedwig's theme is brilliant. Uh, I I love it. Um, the yeah, the themes that he created were fantastic. But I think you guys were already talking about this. But it, it's kind of like Hook esque. There's kind of like this, like all the Hogwarts themes are kind of like I always felt the, um, nautical. I always felt like they were the Hook like yeah. It's it's very Hook esque, and I I actually prefer the Splats scores. Over Williams, and that's it's kind of like the only time that I prefer anyone over Williams. But in this particular situation, is it just a matter of like he didn't bring it, or he didn't care, or he ran out of things? I mean, no, he, did he, he run out of melodies. It, but, I mean, part of it is that like Deathly Hallows, those are much better movies than the ones that Williams scored. Um, he just had to score a magical, generic John Williams wonder. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's not that they aren't good scores; they're fantastic, and the themes are great. It's just that. Desplat did such a ridiculously good job, and the films got so much better. And he, he he just has this really, he kind of like Williams is kind of this uh, sort of like golden, magical, and beautiful, just sort of like feathery in the air, sort of magical feeling. But the spra the Desplat brought like kind of like this heaviness to it that Williams was Williams the wrong choice. I think Elfman. I feel like he just didn't wake up that really, really good. If you're job. going, if you're going for identifiable themes. I could I could sing anything from Williams. I could not sing any of Desplat's stuff. It's very it's much more scene appropriate. Well, like, the, it enhances. Well, the, the scene, thing but is, he he Desplat was using Williams themes, and he was just doing it in a really clever way. If if you listen closely, he was oh yeah, he was just kind of intertwining them and 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 whatnot, and and kind of transforming them. And so I don't think the point was to have the the big beautiful themes. And the thing is, is that in in Deathly Hallows, those are very like minimal movies. They're they're really like especially part one is really uh, yeah yeah. It's there, there's a lot of no music going on, which is nice too. So I I think just the the score was was 
accomplishing a different job. Well, let me ask you this. This is kind of a heady question, and I don't know if it's even fair to ask, but what with the way that Columbus directed those first couple of movies and how they're very, very safe and very, very clean and very, very precious about the book material, Mm -hmm. do you think he might have directed John the same way and not been very daring with it and said, John, no, just do your thing. Whatever you do is beautiful. And then John just kind of goes... Okay. Possibly. Could that be an artifact of Columbus just not going, all right, John, no, I want this. Really specific. That's not it. No, this, 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 yeah, this. There, and shaping him a little bit more. There may have been... That's probably right. There probably wasn't a whole lot of challenging going on. And also, though, though, if I recall correctly, uh, Hedwig's theme was written before he saw any Yeah, it was written the for the trailer. Yeah, yeah. But can uh, can, yeah, can I, we just say Marvolo is not a real name? Marvolo so was, <laughs> it was clearly. Like, boy, like, what a what, what a lucky chance that he that he wound <laughs> had up a completely his name. made up middle name. You would think you would think you know well if if he were named anything else he'd be like trying to come up with his villain name he'd be like I am Sir Dunderspink. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to work. <laughs> If home. only, just like, you know, go, going back to the comparison with Hitler, if only his name had been an anagram for I am DJ Jazzy Jeff, yeah. <laughs> everything like, would have turned out different. Grindelwald's real name was like <laughs> Gunther something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying. Something <laughs> intelligent. I, I don't know. No. Um, well, I, I also want to point out about this, that uh, that Tom starts explaining himself and he says, um, I got Ginny to open the the chamber of secrets so i could you know start killing mudbloods with the basilisk and whatnot and then um and then she talked about you and i and you were just the person i wanted to talk to and harry says why is that and then he says because i knew i had to meet you talk to you if i could and that's it like that's his whole reason for getting harry i believe Potter it's down implied here? that he knows <laughs> who he becomes and yeah what he, harry oh Potter yeah is. he knows who he becomes and he knows that harry potter defeated lord voldemort so he's like okay what how did you do that? How, who are you? How did you do that? So I Except he doesn't ever actually ask never, him any of those yeah. questions. He immediately tells him his plan. Well, yeah. In the book, he basically says, oh, you're just an idiot who got lucky. Okay, I got it now. We're good. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to kill you with a snake now. You'll be fine. Look at, that, look at that picture of Slytherin, that statue. Yeah. They let that guy run a quarter <laughs> of the school, and then when he left, after a racist rant, they were like, Nah, I mean, like, we can still have a wing of the school for him. <laughs> this is awkward, the, too, the because... The is so committed to Look this. at him! Look at him! <laughs> it's just, this is so weird, too, because I have a giant stone carving of myself in my basement yeah. Yeah, 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 before yeah. I ever saw this movie. Can you only get through it through a, you know, a school girl's lavatory? <laughs> the, uh, the Chamber of Secrets is described in the book as being very cavernous and very huge, and they couldn't build that. They didn't have a big enough space to build that in so they built it kind of with a low ceiling but then they put the water in so the reflections would make it feel deeper and stuff like that um but then you know they they do that because yeah that makes sense and then they're like oh we've got this digital thing that's going to interact with all this friggin' water now yeah. that we had no idea we had to deal with when we were s- scoping it out so but i think they do a great job um, is it for, is it just you know, me or is the Chamber of Secrets and the Ministry of Magic, like, kind of the same set. Just, like, replace the, the heads of yeah, a little snakes bit, yeah. with the fireplaces. Certainly, yeah. they've, it they've is got not the... similar, mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. They've both got the circular archway thing going on, definitely. What does it mean? <laughs> There's got to be a secret here. What do, you, what do you guys think of the uh, design of the actual basilisk with its sort of, like, weird T-Rex head? It's an ugly snake, ain't it? It doesn't look like a snake. It looks like a lizard with no legs. Right, yeah. It's a, well, it's supposed to be kind of... Well, no, there, there is a difference. Eddie was like, like a snake? 
Like well, you cut the legs off a bearded dragon, it's not a snake. Uh, so apparently, it's just pissed. Apparently, <laughs> Salazar Slytherin is the guy who did all the plumbing throughout Hogwarts. Yes, and that's how go. he managed this. That's how he this. did it. Yeah. Because all plumber. of it clearly, this is this this is the whole sewage system. Don't move. It's vision is based on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move. It's it vision. It still smell you. Is it there? <laughs> they they for these shots where it's actually interacting here, not this one, but uh, they built a full on basilisk because they were they were just going to do um at first no they were just going to do the they mouth wound up alcoholics yeah at first they were just going to do the mouth and then for the like interaction when he stabs it and the guy who was building it i think he just wanted to build it because he was sort of like <laughs> he was sort of like well if we build the mouth like we could save you a bunch of time by building the head too and they were like okay i guess that that makes sense he's like you know, while we're building this whole head, might as well. And it, For only it was twenty five cents more. You can get the deluxe. It was also well. It was it was that, and also because they had to make the the shed skin. So he was like, "I could just make you the skin, but we're already building you like the mouth and head, and then you need the skin. I might as well build the whole damn thing, and it's going to save <laughs> you a bunch the same of, mold. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. They're like, fine, do it. So seriously, how awesome would fifteen-year-old Benedict Cumberbatch be in this role? <laughs> oh man! Although so he was cool. he was twenty-something at the time, uh, according. Yeah, to that him. kid does not look sixteen, and he doesn't look anything like the other kids who play. Uh, uh, yeah, Tom Riddle. I mean, later. They, they cast him. They, I think they cast him for the same reason they cast Shirley Richardson. I'll say this: I hate this sword. What's wrong with the sword? It's a foot long and looks like a toy. <laughs> I'm with you, dude. It is a bit thin. Yeah, kind of looks could, like the kind of sword that Crouton would have. It's like half a rapier. It is. <laughs> it's, a it, it's like yeah. That, that that is a deep reference there. Thank Big you. fan. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> they did talk. They do talk about in the behind the scenes how scenes like this were a bit well, especially right there. There's the animatronic basilisk. Um, you can you can tell because it look like in some ways it looks better and in some ways it looks worse when they're they're actually dealing with the live basilisk. Eddie, but, I don't even like shrimp, and this is delicious. Yeah, like this is I making me Eddie. like shrimp now. This is really good. That sword, I will say, it does not look like a sword from nine ninety years ago. Yeah, yeah, the, it's the, delightful. The well, interesting it, thing about uh, about the Harry Potter story is he's well, also using it completely wrong. He's just kind of like, well, he doesn't know. Give him some yeah. lessons then. Yeah, exactly. Well, he, it just bounces off of him. Yeah, the fr the he's uh, doing a lot of slashing. The, well, he he had to swing around the thing because it's like, okay, we're giving you a real basilisk to react to, but this is. Two million dollars. Do not actually <laughs> cut it. Hey, just swing around at it. It always, uh, it always bugged me how you saw the basilisks' eyes getting carved out in shadow. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that obviously to keep the rating, because I mean, eyes getting poked out, you know. But it just, it always seemed like it was such a. You had to hang such a Tom Felton or Tom Felton. Tom uh, Riddle had to hang a Latin. Go, ah, oh, even though he is blinded, because it's so obviously not clear in the book. It's, it's very clear what's happening. Um, in regards to the shrimp toast, uh, I really wanted to capture the Is essence. Is that like a desk pig? I wanted to capture the essence <laughs> of the door. Uh, yeah. And and what better what? No, I don't know. I'm just making that up. But <laughs> it's really, really yummy, dude. Anybody who donates $20 right now, I will email my recipes to. So oh, get on it. Go. All, right. All right, I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, keep an eye on it. DM uh, Tiri Seriously, this is really good soup. Yeah. I'm not fronting. It's really, really yummy. Yeah. Put in the comments, uh, yeah. Just uh, when you donate, just uh, give us a tag, and that's not retroactively. You got to donate again. So anyway, as I recall, I will say if you donate twenty dollars, I will rearrange your name into something awesome and evil. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll make up the middle name. Might be slightly, you know, 
Yeah, exactly. I'll just have to make up your middle I'll, name. I'll do the best I can. It's going to be mostly consonants. It might be Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I am Lord. I always essentially, I, I essentially, I, I've always kind of loved that the the theme of this and and sort of using the diary as a plot device. It always just seems like a kind of a magical version of Mean Girls. Uh, yeah. and, and honestly, since like since gossip and and plays like a part in this and sort of just the idea of of something you know her thoughts and just. You know, just thinking bad things can be kind of poisonous and cause rumors because especially the room like, you know, turning friends against each other happens several times throughout the Harry Potter series. It, it You kind of it has sort of that it, it brings up those images of, you know, kids gossiping, you know, so in school. Um, and again, it's a pretty awesome death. I, I will and give this to the Potter movies yeah. into Peter yeah. Davison. Yeah. That's a pretty spectacular way to go. I mean, that's an, basically yeah. an Andrew Lloyd, Le- Lloyd Webber ending. <laughs> that that like. should be the end of the Doctor Who series if they ever do it. He goes to regenerate and just explodes. <laughs> I do like the, the touch of the diary just hemorrhaging ink. Yeah. That was a nice... I, I don't remember that from the book. I do remember that I, being... I don't really remember that. Yeah. yeah from the book. The spurting uh, in ink. The, in the book, it's interesting because Fox heals him first. Yep, and then he and then he uh, uh, destroys the diary. And I do kind of like the way it's done in the. I do like the way it's done in the book a little bit better because it's completely unpremeditated. It's like right. Fox heals him, and they're both sitting there like, "Uh, well, now what do we do? Because you're still a memory, and I'm okay, but and we're stuck here. So and so now what do we do? And then Fox drops the diary in his lap. And he's like, uh, and just grabs the thing and stabs it. He's like, I don't know what else I'm going to do with it. And that winds up working. Because there's this weird thing where Harry and Tom kind of have this rapport going on. Where they're kind of getting along a little bit. Yeah, they're kind of like, well, I guess we're just got to kind of wait this out now. See, for me, once this happens, it's like, keep the Phoenix sad all the time. Yeah. And you'll always be okay. Yeah. You know, honestly, like I'm blown away. It was never really weaponized after this. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Like just just a jar. Just you know, show it, dear Zachary, and keep a jar there, yeah. and and just, <laughs> just, just if you just murder unicorns in front of it all day, yes. you have yeah, unicorn you blood and phoenix tears. Do like a magical version of the Sarah McLaughlin ASPCA ads, and just yeah, and just and just uh, and that's as much as you can sing before we get ding yep. for royalties. Uh, that's as much as I know, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Well, usually by then. That's that's the change the channel point. That's yeah. the uh, oh god, kill it! Um, <laughs> not this, not like this. But yeah, it does. It is. It is sort of one of those things that like it's odd. It never comes back. It never comes back to be a thing. So. What the phoenix? Phoenix the tears. Phoenix tears. Well, yeah. The the restorative powers of the phoenix tears because people will be getting messed up in these movies and uh, it just seems like that'd be a thing you'd want to keep around. <laughs> well, couldn't the phoenix have made a couple of trips there rather than carrying four people yeah. at once? That seems incredibly dangerous. So the discussion of the phoenix would be about time number seventeen or eighteen in the twenty minutes I've been here, where I want to talk about how much better methods of rationality is I about all of these you. things. I like, yeah, but let's go to it. Go make your pitch. It's I mean all all of these questions. And granted, I haven't read the books, but I've I've watched the movies. Uh, like all of these, ev- pretty much every time I know it crucified me. But everything that gets mentioned, like why doesn't that come up again? Including Fox and a, and a Fox is a big deal. Uh, is all like brought up and exists and plays out its uh, its things the way you would expect something important like that to show up multiple times. Um, 
I just I feel like there's a lot of that sort of thing happening in Harry Potter all the time. It's like, oh, in in this one, in Philosopher's Stone, we have this thing that does that, and then it goes away, and some things come back again, like the invisibility cloak or whatever. But a lot of things don't. When really, a lot of things would be very helpful in a lot of situations. Well, the time turner certainly. The time they, turner, they absolutely. Which like is time with that in was, methods of rationality. Which yeah, is another thing that yeah plays a much larger. The time turner is pretty bad. I can I can try to. F- I've tried to figure it out on a... Well, we'll get there. It, it's what ruins movie. Prisoner of Azkaban for me, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure at one point in the later books, they do comment that when they went into... And the ministry, the ministry they destroyed they them. They destroyed yeah. them all. Yep, but they still figured out time travel once. Yeah, like exactly. Think. And also, the second you hand a time turner to Harry Potter... I mean, we'll get to this, but seriously. Uh, he can go wherever he wants. Then Where we, would you go? We haven't been given the... We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. It's yeah, another we'll movie, there. and we got time. Um, is that the next movie or the one after? That's the next one. The next one. Yeah. All right. So, we'll, yeah. Stick ma- around for Quaron. Oh, Alfonso Quaron. <clears throat> but we're still here. Can we, can so. we, instead of, instead of watching Azkaban, can we just watch Gravity? <laughs> I wish we don't have the. I, uh, I made the mistake of not saying, oh, we should probably wrap up this movie before we start talking about Gravity. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, uh. But I didn't see it because I'm an asshole. Ah. Oh. Well, <clears throat> this was my reputation <laughs> precedes me. <laughs> In the background, Alex was just like, "Hey, you're the guy that hates the Spider-Man movies," and Brian's like, "Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> that's right. I'm the one." <laughs> no, I hate him too. I'm going to bat. This for is it. what it's they're talking about right now. Uh, Dumbledore and Harry is a is a major theme. <laughs> the sorting that they kind of harp on. Well, not the sorting, but the idea that uh, literally what he just said. It's not our. Actions, or it's not where we come from that define us, or it's not our background, it's our choices yeah. that define us. Because um, Harry and Voldemort, as we discovered... Yeah, grab it by the blade, genius. <laughs> yeah. Great idea. Even Jesus. He grabs it by the, bleed, the bloody blade to the yeah. point that even Dumbledore has to go, careful. Yeah, seriously, careful. idiot, idiot, don't grab... Uh. On well, the other, you know it isn't sharp. On the other hand, Griffin, Dumbledore hands it to him by yeah. the hilt, yeah. Exactly. Well, they do have a phoenix right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, isn't that sad, Fox? He cut himself. I actually have a major problem with the design of uh, of uh, uh, um, Gryffindor's sword. Oh, uh, oh okay. Dobby. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was yeah, just saying that. I hate it. I hate it so it's like hard. A foot long and tiny, and it looks well, like a toy. Not just it's foot long. It's a, it's a, it's a short and it's sword. It's the fun. wrong sword. Well, no, it's just it's just uh, to the character of, of what Gryffindor was supposed to be, what yeah. Gryffindor was supposed to stand for. It's ornate and bejeweled and like engraved, and it's got like silver. This is not the cup of a carpenter. Exactly, exactly. It's not. It would be a functional blade. It would be like. Yeah. It would be just you know. It'd be a it'd, stick. It'd, it'd be, be a really pokey stick. No, it'd be spring steel with just like you know a, a standard brass well, pommel, pommel well, it, on it. it is, you could argue that, but it is supposed to be a gold. Goblin made blade, and who knows? You know the goblins. Yeah, yeah but it was it was aesthetic. commissioned from the goblins. Right, it wasn't exactly. For right. A goblin. Again, if you ever um, if you ever get a chance, there's a really awesome web series I've just turned everybody onto called Man at Arms, and yeah. it's basically uh, Tony Swatton, who's made he's an armor for a bunch of movies like Pirates of the Caribbean, Master and Commander. Uh, he every other week he makes a nerd weapon. He will make the eye of Th- or the the sword of omens from Thundercats, or he he'll makes make, the hell out of a nerd weapon. He makes the, yeah, and like for real, like on a forge, like he's not just carving or pouring or anything like that. If you're a if you're an Avatar fan, the Last Airbender, he makes the meteor sword out of meteorite, which is just insane. Uh, but I, I would actually, and I think one of the choices was Gryffindor's sword. So at some point, we may be seeing him like do a um, do an interpretation of it. So I want ice. Ice would be ridiculous. They did make the uh, Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII, which was that's like twelve feet long. Yeah, and it like literally took two people to like hold. It was basically a walking guillotine. It was just it was too you couldn't swing it. You could just drop it. 
Spe- speaking back to the, uh, we were talking about the cinematography before. I think they go a little too far on Malfoy here with a da da da. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was just about to say I that. Liked, I liked. Yeah, it's it. hard to go too dramatic on Jason Isaacs. Well, not only that, it's because everybody else is so plainly lit. lit. Yeah, I mean, Dumbledore has barely a shadow on one side. Like that's like sophomore year of film school cinematography lighting 101, yeah. and that's not a. Yeah, the exa- yeah, it's it's that it's that yeah. yeah Brian just said it's, it's even season two of Star Trek. There's uh, a window next like generation, original series of Star Trek. But again, look at everybody else, and then look at him. Like yeah. it's comical. It's comical. You know, Isaacs love- wouldn't have been a bad Voldemort either. No, he would have been great. He'd been a great Voldemort. But I I love this bit where he there's a story about him just kind of getting it because they're like, yeah, we're gonna you know Dobby's your little slave creature and your slave elf, and he's gonna uh, be we're gonna add him later. He goes, okay, and so they go to shoot that bit, and he throws out his leg as he's coming down the stairs, and then he swings his thing. They're like, are you okay? Are you? They, they cut, and they're like, are you okay? Do, you, do we need to clear this off? Are you slipping around? He's like, no, I, I kicked Dobby down the stairs, and then I hit him with my cane. Thanks, like, that cost a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, I guess I'm staying home for Thanksgiving this year as I animate that. It's like, no, you didn't. That was a sweep of indignation. I read an yeah. anecdote from him. You that farted. That's what happened. I read an anecdote have the that sound he gave. That um, when they were filming that scene and Harry has that uh, that comeback that he does, that was completely you know ad libbed from right. Harry on the day, and that was when he realized, wow, this this kid yeah. can he's got something there. Not, not while they were shooting; it was during rehearsals. But he was he was saying, you know, I feel like I should say something. I should have some like quip, and he made what that comment that? about he he goes, let's hope Mr. Potter will always be here to save the day. And they're just running it, and without prompting, he didn't know that. Uh, you know, Jason Isaacs was going to say that. Dan Radcliffe goes, "Don't worry, I will be." And, and Isaacs was like, <laughs> "Like he was so blown away <laughs> by, by the fact that like the kid was in there in the scene with him." I do like the animation on Dobby's face as he realizes he's been given a sock. It's like a oh, it's he gets like he gets super excited for us. It's, it's this realization of I'm free, I'm free. Oh wait. wait. Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> this is amazing. I can mess you up now. So he's, he's basically just, Neville from the first movie. Does yeah. that mean? Does, does that they mean had to, that they had to shave his leg for this? They oh. thought he was. They thought he was a little too. He was too. Harry. Pu- pu- well, too Harry. Harry was yeah. too Harry. So they were like, "Nope, you're, no one's going to believe that a child would have that much hair on his legs." We're what gonna is Malfoy going to do here? Murder a man? Yes, he's about to say Avada Kedavra. He does. Yeah, he, he, he does. In the book. Oh my gosh, book, he does. In the, in, yeah. in the book, he doesn't, but here he oh, here clearly it is, yeah. says Avada Kedavra. Yeah, no, I know he didn't to. in the book, but oh, he was about to say Avada Kedavra. Wow. Do we have a problem with that? Because I have a problem with that. Yes. No. Yeah. Well, he's he's smarter than that, but he, yeah. so, so he wait, just got pissy and tried to kill a kid. Well, it's Malfoy. He might have just been trying to scare the Listen, crap out of him. L- losing slaves can really upset some people. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. There are people who are still not over that. I'm just gonna I, I wonder how Dumbledore would feel if they got rid of Filch. <laughs> so wait, does this mean that the, Malf- that the Malfoys do their own laundry? Because <laughs> how else does that work? They got a new one. Because how could how could they have the house elves do their laundry without giving them That's their clothes? That's a fair point, but I don't think it's giving them. I think it's just yeah. I think they prevaricate yeah, a bit by saying that it's an intention based spell. Yeah, something uh. like that. Who knows? Who knows? But if that's the case, then that clearly wouldn't work. What? Because if he just like, oh look, I loophole got the piece of laundry. And now it's I'm now once I'm free. again, once if again, it's an they can thing, just. They can just Mickey Mouse Fantasia the longer. I understand they can't do it for effects wise, but throughout the book, the pervasiveness of the ghosts and just how common and interacting they were in the background was right. always a thing. And like, it, I don't know if you've already talked about it while no, I was, no, no. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's just it one of those things where it's like nothing to be done about it. You only have so much money for effects, and you obviously want to spend it on the giant snake monster. 
Um, this but, collection of shots. But is... you kind of wish you get a more Quorum's film, just the sense that magic is always happening in the background. Um, but yeah. it's just it's There's a lot more ghost action. A lot more, exactly. And I think I think he understood that to, that just those little touches add so much to the world because right now this could just be boarding school with with the occasional spell. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and also just the loss of the ghosts, like you said, just budgetarily it makes sense why they're not. Well, we're not going to do ghosts every five minutes the way they. I mean, they're, they're, even in, in this extended cut, we see more of them, but. Um, it's the fact that we lose track of the ghost so heavily, and then in the very final story, the very last film, it's like, oh, crap, a ghost is important. We, yeah. we forgot that we needed a ghost there kind of the whole time. And then he's going to just... It's like, oh, great, Harry Potter's going to get just what a bunch those? of damn points again. Wow. Huh? I was going to say that Dumbledore's outfit there looks like... Uh, I was trying... I can't think of the word for it, but the traditional African thing. Uh, the coat, the coat, little hat, the Kofi, or the yeah, the Kofi. I think it is. But uh, well, oh, we, were talking, we were talking Maybe, before about right. uh, about um, the mandrakes that we we lost a bit of. Uh, I mean, the, uh, Hagrid makes a reference to as soon as their acne clears up. Yeah, gonna, they're going through a teenage phase. Yeah, they go through they go through puberty and the whole thing. In the books, it's like once they start moving into each other's pots, then we'll know they're fully matured. Yeah. And that's a great joke. But then it's like, and then we're and going then they to put hack them, through them a up, juicer. yeah, and juice them. It's like. Wait. Yeah. It was also the, with the garden gnomes in the in the book the gnomes, where yes. they, where they pull them out. It's like, ah, get off me! Well, I always yeah. love that. At addiction. least they aren't. You know, but the to, to get rid of them, you have to you have to swing around by the hair and then throw yeah, them. You throw them as hard as you can. <laughs> but to be fair, Harry feels sorry for them at first, yes. and then quickly discovers why you that do it that way. Bite his finger off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh man. This movie drags. Yeah, well, it's almost over. He well, stabbed that, that snake like 10 minutes ago. But again, ago. those three, sh- those four shots you could have done in two-thirds of the time. Yeah. Easily, without destroying the pace of the film, without losing importance of the character. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, you go back to, I mean, it's it's easy to do, but you go back to what Earl Moore says about the rule of six and how the first rule is weighted 51%, and that's just emotion. Do you lose any emotion by cutting quicker? You absolutely do not, you know? Beyond that is, is story See, and this, pace. This whole scene is unnecessary. First of all, we already said he already said send a letter to get Haggard back. Yeah. Then Haggard walks in. Then Haggard looks at Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Then Haggard says, "Hey, Harry, it, yeah. Ron, and Hermione, thank you. Now I'm back instead I, of you nowhere." My theory is is that uh, a, so a reviewer for Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone was like, "Oh, when Harry looks off into the distance longingly, it really works." And someone at some point goes, "We need seven more of those per hour," and because yeah. we get way more of them it here. Works so or hard. shots <laughs> of the three of them silently smiling. So There's we're about to watch uh, Mr. Columbus walk out of this series forever. Yeah, yeah. and Richard well, Harris. Yeah. yeah. We're about to lose a, both a diff- in a different for different reasons. As, as Trey often says, end your movie with people applauding, and the audience will be mm. tricked. Yeah, Star Wars does it. it. Wizard of Oz kind of does it. But uh, what do we think of Richard? Dead Poets Society and really, I, I love. I mean, um, Chris Columbus again. You know, he he had a really tough job. It, we we just say we kind of damn with fame praise in the sense that he didn't screw it up, but it could have been really easy to screw this up yeah. in so many ways. And you know, he got the ball to. The halfway point, I think, is what sports say. Um, but so we, he got the ball halfway there, and then he set up a really good platform. I would have been loath to see what he would have done with the rest of the series. It wouldn't have been. I don't feel like it would have been much different. But yeah, yeah, it's just a, just a giant celebration of how awesome Hagrid is, um, yeah. which is just an odd choice to 
end your movie on, but yeah, because most you know. people, well, yeah, that this is for this is for the audience's benefit because most of these kids are like, that's the weird guy who lives in the Yay! shack. Right? Yeah. Yay! The creepy caretaker's back from jail. Yeah. And of all shots, yeah, exactly of- the creepy caretaker who most of us still believe killed a girl. Mr. Kruger's back. Ago. Yay! Yeah. He did art, it. It's time for art I'll, class. I'll say this. If all eight movies had been directed by Chris Columbus, I think that would have been a shame because we got better movies. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't have felt like Harry Potter was ruined. You know? Right. I, I, I mean... I see, you really I, feel Harry Potter was ruined by... No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Right. I'm not wouldn't saying have that. Felt. I'm oh, saying okay. I wouldn't have felt that way if he'd done all of them. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, So, gotcha. I mean, when we say damning with faint praise, I'm saying, like, Chris Columbus made two perfectly good Harry Potter movies. Right. They weren't perfect Harry Potter movies, and they weren't great Harry Potter movies, but they, you know... They worked okay. And they, they likely were not going to get better, like, than, than no, this. It was, yeah, I, no, I would, I would compare it to my feelings on Narnia. Like, okay, those are the books, but not very good. I don't think... Uh, the, the thing is that the books... <laughs> these two movies are, this, are the same as the first two books. The first two books have, the, have a very similar tone. Right. And the third book, although... And I, I love Quaron, as I've, I've said many times, and, and I, think the, I think the movie is great... I do think he takes the tone shift quite a bit further than maybe he ought to have. Um, it's a huge tone shift as opposed yeah. to a transitionary shift. Um, but and it starts as, immediately. And it starts instantaneously uh, as soon as the, the cameras start, you know, as soon as the, the film starts rolling. But um, the thing is that the, the books, as written, could not have, do, do not support the kind of movie that Chris Columbus makes. He could not have made, I think. Half Blood Prince or Deathly Hallows. Fair enough. Now, you know, oddly enough, we uh, we don't even have time for a proper wrap up. We not, we need to keep moving. Oh. Yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and kill this uh, this particular commentary. And thank you guys for sticking around and uh, continue to listen to our madness. If you are a, p- a person from the future, uh, keep over th- it up. Yeah, because we kept doing this, you guys, until we all yeah. died. Yeah. Uh, and those of you in the chat room, stick around. Hopefully, the the, uh, the stream continues to work admirably. <laughs> Uh, given my, you know, slightly beleaguered internet connection. As we end Chamber of Secrets, we're over $1,400 right now. So nice. kicking Keep ass. it up. We're Keep kicking it up, ass. I want to, if we could pick it up a notch, that'd be great. Because right now we're not going to make our goal at this rate. Yeah, but the money does guys. keep rolling yeah, in. Yeah, share this. That is awesome. Share this around. Share yeah. this with everyone. Share it with all the uh, the nerd people who have like a billion followers. Because surely. Yeah, dude. Hashtag W-A-Y-D-M Potter. Yeah, it's Wade, it's Wade and Potter. Cool. So we're going to switch over to our buddies over there at MuggleNet, talk about Prisoner of Azkaban a bit, and when we come back, it's time for a commentary. Trendsinyourhead.com